so special. It is awesome to have you back in Colorado. It's pretty good to be back. I'm pretty stoked to be in the studio. Hey, man. Looks like you've dropped a few pounds since you got back into town. A couple, a couple. Turns out when you uh, don't just sit in a car for 10 hours a day, you you can drop some weight. Awesome. Hey, man, we heard a nasty rumor here in Trail Show Studios. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, we heard that uh, you shook hands with Ryan Zinke. Okay, there's, um, you're yeah. not denying it. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's true. What happened? All right, so it was our last day on the job at Leave No Trace. We were just breaking down the booth. Okay. And uh, we knew Zinke was, was visiting uh, Oregon Pipes Cactus National Monument. Okay. Because uh, there's copper there and because it's right on the border. And they want to, like, undo the wilderness designation so they can, like, go cut a bunch of roads through there and stuff for Border Patrol. And, okay. And, like, pillage the copper and stuff. Anyway, yeah, so he was there and then... Right as we're breaking down, he comes strolling out in his, like, short shorts and his knee brace with his hand out thrust and uh, told us that that, that he was really glad to see us there and he was really happy about the the good work we do and how important it was. Hmm. And, of course, all I could think was, like, yeah, we're kind of working against you, (laughs) you you d***. So, so yeah, I just kind of went, oh, yeah. And then uh, so he shook my hand. And then... Poor Zool, she didn't realize. I tried to warn her. I was like, here he comes. You know, but she didn't hear me. <laughs> and so, like, and, you know, people come up and shake our hands all the time. So, like, right. you know, here I am. I'm shaking somebody's hand. She's, like, not even paying attention, trying to put some stuff away or whatever. Yeah. And, like, shakes his hand and then looks up at him and realizes, you know, like, what's happened. And then mm. he turns to. She realizes what's happened. Yeah. I, I like mean, that. Exactly. She's like, oh, my God, I just shook Ryan Zinke. Pretty did, much. It was traumatic. she looked at him with, with this. Gust. Yeah, pretty much. More on that later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he like kind of tur- like half turned as if he's going to go away. Yeah. And he like turns back and he looks at us and he goes, "I'm Ryan Zinke." You know, like, <laughs> like God. you know, that's an odd <laughs> after. Like he wanted to make sure that we knew who he was. I'm kind of surprised. Like the, based on his tone, I was uh, I was kind of amazed mm. that he didn't say, "I'm Ryan Zinke, Secretary of the Interior." And I approved this message. You, know, you should have been also. I was a Navy SEAL. Did I tell you I was a Navy SEAL? <laughs> you should have been like, "Hey, man, how are those?" And uh, a geologist. Five hundred thousand dollar doors working out for your office. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even know about that story at that time. He would have been fired on the last day of his job. If oh he had said no! That. Uh, you know the things I wanted to say to that guy, but but yeah, I mean that was the thing. But you're was, a professional. Yeah, I mean, and I was working for Leave No Trace. I'm not trying to yeah. like jeopardize that that relationship. Sure, but it was Fine. it was it was a hard pill to swallow. I was pretty. I was pretty proud in a way that I managed to only say two things to him, which were, "Yeah, mm-hmm." You know, <laughs> so that was pretty good. That's pretty good. Do you have any regrets from that day? Or I'm sure you've thought back through it. Like, is there anything you would do differently if you had to do it all over again? Maybe, Ma- maybe I would have made some comments about like, "Oh, by the way, sir, I think I'm coming down to something. You might want to." <laughs> I want to wash your hands. <laughs> just to like, just tweak them out a little bit, just to like plant that seed in there for right. the next few days of like, man, I hope I don't get get whatever he had like if i or, or like if if as he had like reached out his hand maybe i'd been like achoo and then like grab his hand <laughs> that you know awesome. like like a fake sneeze uh, into my hand and then just grab it before he has a chance to pull it back you yeah. know and then like hold on to it you know like when you when you, when you shake somebody's hand and, and they hold on just like uncomfortably long yeah like that might have been yeah fun. That might, and just like hold on to his hand like with the snot on it and like look him in the eye yeah do know? the double hand grab you know so he really can't escape yeah and then, and then do like the half mouth smile you know what i mean the half mouth yeah like uh it's like the evil smile you only do it with like half your mouth and like <laughs> and you like and, and like your eyes have to go a little crazy uh, when you do it I have to practice. yeah that would have been a good one to do <laughs> 
All but right. all, all in all, I mean, hey, it was what it was, and uh, and and at least at least I didn't get arrested. Should I start the show? Yeah, let's start the show. You're tuned to the Trail Show. Get on the trail. We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. Can nobody fiesta? It's the Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. What are you girls doing up here? Mike D'Lo DiLorenzo. Yeah! Junaid Special 41. Daoud. I don't think you need to tell a funny pop if you got some of them little brandy on a little nub-nub or something or something. And now, broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's the Trail Show. Oh yeah! Arriba, 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 tata! Coming to you live from the Bobby Walters Studio in Boulder, oh. Colorado's historic beer district. This is the Trail Show, and we are live at a remote recording location in the depths of South Boulder, ladies and gentlemen. Can I take the blindfold off now? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. The Trail Show is a monthly mashup of all things trail and has been downloaded over three quarters of a million times in 150 plus countries across the globe. We are on air, on demand, and heard worldwide on the Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, Google Play, and at thetrailshow.com. We've got a multitude, a multitude of special people in studio this month, including Special 41. Yeah. Hi. And ladies and gentlemen... He was taping a special across the hall. Hello. <laughs> In hello. studio this hey. month. Once again, he's back from salsa dancing, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We have Triple O, a.k.a. Out of Order. Fuera de servicio. Just taping a special about Cuban coffee through history and culture, as well as uh, phones in Cuba and, and downloading trail shows. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it was a really informative journey that's, through Cuban history. That sounds fascinating. We heard that you were doing a special on bad investment advice. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know? I was, I was kind of looking to get some of that <laughs> bad investment advice. I'm full of bad investment yeah. advice. Just ask. Yeah, we heard, we heard a little <laughs> something, but uh, Triple O is in studio today to talk to us about the Fisherman's Trail in Portugal. Yeah. So get ready for that, people. It's going to be a full house, and there is a rumor that Mike DiLorenzo might be here. Sooner than later. At some point. I'm not sure I believe it. And, yeah. and if it happens, this is unprecedented in trail show history. No, that, not, not quite. The, the five of us have been in a room before? Oh, that's true, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What were you thinking of? I don't know. Okay, very good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, P.O.D., why don't you tell us what's on the trail show Man, buffet today? We have got an insane buffet today. Could it be the longest show ever? Who? Perhaps. No. We'll see. What if we all talk this slow? (laughs) I bet we make it. Why are you talking into the top of your microphone? Because that's how it was set up. You should probably talk in where the red dot is. Amateur. But wait a minute! Didn't you set up the mic? No, No. I did. That was me. But we did a sound check, so I figured it was okay. No. Okay. Well, anyway, you sound so much better right now. By the way. (sighs) Well, I'm not better. Uh, So we got a big show today. Hey now. And uh, we've got our, our, you know, our regular segments, Trail of the Month, but we're going to be Skyping in several people today. We're, our concert inter- conservation interview this month is going to be Outward Bound. Yes. We're excited to have them. Yes. And and we're also going to be talking to Sean Pepperpaw Forey, 
who is an Outward Bound instructor, but he's going to be talking to us about something else. Pepper PA. Pepper PA. Excellent. Uh, he's going to be talking to us during our first of two media reviews that we're doing tonight. What? That's right. You know, we used to have that guy on the show all the time, but that was like four yeah. years ago. We haven't heard a thing from Pepper. Ever since the win a date with Pepper, yeah, and I provided ghosted. a totally legit winner who was right just down the road, and he freaked out, and then we haven't heard from him since. He they never went on a date? Nope. No. Oh. Nope. Oh, breach of we contract. We forced him on a date yeah, at the gathering. A, we'll have to bring that up. It wasn't up. really a date, but uh, there was another win a date. No, that was win a date with, um, who am I thinking of? I don't know. The how Mountain many? Fairy. How many dr- how many win a dates have we done? Anyway, win a s- getting Bobcat. stand up. It was win a date with Bobcat. Win some disappointment. <laughs> you wow. too can have your heart broken. <laughs> you, you too can oh, be man. Yeah. alone it in was, a restaurant. It was win a date with Bobcat, <laughs> but I I made Bobcat and the winner and Pepper uncomfortably all stand together in the front of the room as you should. Anyway, uh so we also have some clips, some audio clips. From our boy Virgil. Moon Kid. Moon Kid. And I think, did Wolverine give us a clip? Not okay. that I know of. So we have a clip from Virgil. It's and extra long. So it is. So it'll, do so double it'll suffice. Duty. Yeah. And Special is getting very excited over here. Do you want to leap in here and talk about <laughs> why you're making that face? Um, I'm I making try this, this face because I just opened up this. Uh, Wait a minute. Are we doing beer of the month? Oh, my God. That was good. Yeah. All right. Now, now it's time for Mike DiLorenzo's Bear of the Month special. Take it away. So this is a Great Divide. Um, and this is a seasonal Rattler, but they call it the, the Roadie Grapefruit Rattler. Oh, so good. And man. it is so juicy. Oh, my God. I could I could probably suck down like a six-pack of oh, these easily. on a summer's What's day. What's the like ABV no on that? Uh, I bet it's low. It super low. I think it was like, or super high. I think it was like four and a half or something. Ooh, see, that means you can actually it. suck down a, a more than a few. Four point two. So yeah, I tell you, you what, you, you do six of those, those and out of order is going to do six of the gold rushes. Can I and talk we'll see about how the evening goes? Can I talk about this Goza? Talk about it. So I've become a big fan of the Goza style beers, which was extinct about ten years ago. But thanks to craft brewing and the craft brewing boom, this style of beer has come back. I'm quite fond of the Otra Vez by Sierra Nevada Brewing, but I wanted to branch out and try some other Gosa-style beers. So we have from Avery Brewing Company, El Gosa. And it also is a German-style sour ale with lime and sea salt added. Now, I know some of you out there do not like sour beers, and I would put myself in that category. But this isn't a sour beer in the in the true sense of a of a sour beer. I'd say it's more like a tart beer than yeah, a sour beer. Yeah, it, it's somewhere in between like a normal beer and a sour beer. So tart, that's a good way to describe it. I kind of the the Liliquoi from Avery oh, is yeah, also yeah. tart but not sour. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this thing has uh, lime and sea salt in it. It's excellent. I'm going to have 30. And we've got several more beers in the cooler over there. We've got a giant oh, yeah. Yeti cooler full of beers. And I would like to mention at this point, since we're talking about beer, that tonight's beer is being provided by Craig Pisco Gully. What, what a guy. guy. That's right. So thanks, Craig. We've got some monsters in that cooler. Oh, thanks yeah. to you and your uh, very generous support of the trail show. I think he's over in Scotland That's right, right now. That's right. Getting it done. Ooh. Getting it done. I should I should have gotten like a scotch. Oh yeah, that would have been fun. Something. Yeah. Um, oh well, I failed. No, no, we we you didn't fail at all, man. We're drinking good beers tonight. Yeah, these are pretty delicious. I, I mean, so far, so knows? far, so good. 
I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to that that one that that only me and Pod are gonna like. Yeah, that's right. Which one is that? There's a few of them. Ugh, I like it. All right, we'll just have to be uh, left in suspense. P.O.D., we're getting ready to do trail news. Where are you going? Oh, yeah. my bad. Yeah, I, dude. Dude, forgive me, special. Dude. It's been so long since you were regularly doing trail news that I'm automatically thinking about uh, P.O.D. and trail news. You, you, are, you are absolved. Thank you, sir. <laughs> and with all the news that's fit to be heard, Special 41, take it away. Okay, so we've actually got a lot on trail news. I'm going to fly through a few of them. Cool. Uh, the first one is the uh, American Discovery Trail Society is looking for a volunteer state coordinator for Colorado. Ooh. Uh, 1,153 miles of the ADT are in this beautiful state of Colorado. Uh, so if you would enjoy helping hikers, working to increase awareness, uh, and getting some signage out there for the trail, go ahead and contact uh, Carol at info at discoverytrail.org. Excellent. Um, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Uh, in our next item, uh, friend of the show, Clay Jacobson. Hey, now. Woodward. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he has, uh, he has accepted a full-time position with the Idaho Trails Association. Ooh. He is going to be the uh, um, Trails Program Director. Yes. Uh, so that actually makes him, I think, the number two full-time person. Number two. With um, ITA, right? Yeah, so... Uh, he's previously worked for them for a number of years, like seasonally, and uh, gets a lot of stuff done. So yeah, he does. So they they thought, you know, big this, ups, Clay. Congratulations! Working, it's pretty right? awesome um, to see someone as homeless looking as Clay to really be making it out there in the world. That man's got a full time job now. He's got a house. He's kids, got a dog. Wife, kids. No. 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 Did I make that part up? I think you did. Congratulations, Clay. Don't listen. Yes. Don't don't mind that last part. That was maybe, congrats. Maybe maybe we should do a win a date with Clay then. <gasps> Ooh. And it, the date can be at his parents' house. Or, in or Kuna, they have the sweet swimming pool. Or I've been there. You or you can have the option of going out and having a working date. Where he where he can work and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Trail work. Win a trail date work. Win a, win a trail win work an, date. Win yeah. an eight-hour hard day of sawing through logs in the burnt Idaho forest. I like it. Very romantic. Let's see. On on to the next uh, item. Um, so dust <gasps> is kind of oh, playing God. some problems with uh, Colorado snowpack. And with my allergy Not sinus Not just you. Situation. Everyone in the state. Yeah. So basically the, the way that this works, and this is a pretty well-known phenomenon, and this is also affecting uh, places in the Arctic as well. Hmm. What happens is when you have dust that gets blown in from other areas and, and settles on top of the snow, uh, yeah. it basically starts to melt the snowpack a little bit faster. So that, that dust layer, once it's exposed, it sucks up a little bit more of that sunlight, heats up a little bit more, and kind of melts down. Kind of like if you've ever been out on, on a snowfield and you see like a pebble that's melted down into oh, yeah. its own yeah, little cone. Sure. Yeah. Think, think of like a ton of dust like all over the snowpack basically doing that so it kind of melts down gets down to maybe the like the next dust layer picks up more dust you yeah. know uh, and sort of accelerates that process so they've actually found um i think it's uh in high dust years the colorado snowpack actually or like peak snow melt uh, occurs like a full three weeks earlier yep. than it does during times when there's not all that dust on the snow. And so this is a high dust year, correct? Yeah. yeah. And all, specifically, there was a dust event in February that they referenced. And, and also, the problem with the dust is not only does the peak occur sooner, it happens 
the the snow melting phase happens faster than it normally yeah. does and it affects all of the wildlife downstream. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So like everything from you know, it starts to melt earlier, it melts faster, and then the melting of course concludes earlier in the season as right. well right. and starts to drop off. So you might have critters that are trying to, you know, stay healthy and get up for some mating. Yeah. Uh, but then the wa- the water levels kind of drop well, off. Well, it's going to be a dry early. year for that too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Something uh, triple about o, am I going to bleep that? Like, what, what does trail show legal think? I mean... Uh, yeah. Speaking of... <laughs> no, no. Trails... I'm not trails so this illegal. Is what? Not, you're I'm jumping you're in trail show illegal. With, <laughs> jumping in with a news item here. Okay. Buck 30 has been fired from the trail show. Oh, he's gone. Because we now have an actual legal person on staff. Yeah, not just a hack. No. Not that we We're going to pay you in beer and coffee. Yeah. <laughs> the two things you it's love the most. Deal. And no water. And no water. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But anyway, yeah, so dust, uh, and this is something that they're seeing more of as climate change happens. You get more big dust events, more dust storms that kick that dust up into the high atmosphere. It can travel. You know, we've got dust that comes all the way over from, like, China. Uh, There's There's dust that comes from, like, uh, the Sahara and goes all the way across the Atlantic and and causes weather events. So Hmm. definitely uh, an interesting thing. But uh, on to the next one. There is a new variety of tick. This is a, an oh, East I Asian hate this. tick. This story oh, is so gross. The worst. Yeah, like I almost just wish I could read this entire article, but I won't. Uh, Thank um, you. Yeah, but basically, there's this uh, this uh, tick that's native to East Asia, and they found it in rural New, new Jersey. Of course, and what happened was new this Jersey. this woman um, was like shearing her sheep i believe it was yes uh and then she's she found some ticks on herself um and she goes to the doctor and, and they were like she was like literally covered thousands in thousands of thousands. like these tiny thousands of ticks <laughs> yeah and, it, and they it were still like in like the, the juvenile <laughs> stage yes. where they're oh super super tiny it's yeah. like the twilight zone yeah so Gross. they they uh they ended up going out to her her uh like property or whatever and did a bunch of like spraying of pesticides and whatever all sorts of controls to try oh, to wipe man. them out burn and, it down yeah and uh what's weird about this one was was how many there were like there were they found areas where there was just literally like thousands and thousands and thousands of ticks and and to like give you a reference they would have expected to find like maybe a couple dozen ticks right. in, in the in the like areas that they found these like thousands of them and these things uh reproduce by cloning themselves uh, and that's part of the reason that they were able to like really get it going. It sounds like a genetically engineered nightmare. Like what they reproduce by cloning. Disgusting. Yeah, I mean they're one of the worst creatures on the planet anyway. And now they can clone themselves. And in Asia, they're known to um, be a disease vector for like this hemorrhagic fever. Oh, great. Uh, in China. Sounds awesome. So yeah. they haven't found that that's like the case here. They haven't found that they necessarily spread very far. But I can't imagine that once they've got a toehold that they're anything other than like... Not even a foothold, just a toehold. I mean, that's a tiny toe on a tick. (laughs) So, yeah, pretty crazy. They don't don't know necessarily whether it will transmit some of the North American illnesses that are transmitted by by ticks. But that's certainly Mm. something that they'll, I guess, be looking into. Gross. Yeah, pretty freaking nasty. Outside Magazine uh, put out an article talking about the size of the outdoor industry. It's about $373 billion, representing 2% of the overall GDP of the country. Hmm. Uh, that puts it on par with, well, first of all, it's bigger than oil and gas. Or Did oil you hear and that? Mining. Bigger than oil bigger and than gas. Bigger than oil mining. Take 
that zinky. <laughs> We're going to bring um, back coal mining and the outdoor industry. No, you're not. <laughs> no, no. Nah, coal no. is Cole's not coming dead. back. <laughs> He's dead. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like to give you an idea, construction is like 4.3%. Legal right. services is 1.3%. Uh, agriculture, including Great. farming, forestry, <laughs> fishing, is about 1%. Um, and yeah, oil, uh, mining, oil, and gas extraction, about 1.4%. So people getting outside, riding their bikes, hiking, camping, skiing, fishing, fishing hunting. whatever it is, we, we represent a bigger chunk of the economy than than the extraction industries. So remember that when it comes to voting time, folks, and remember right. that when it comes time to uh, to write those letters to your Congress people and and your your representatives. Uh, outdoor stuff is important for the economy. Okay, I got a couple more, and then I swear we'll be done real fast here. Oh, you've been doing a great job of whipping yeah, through these. Keep it rolling, man. Keep great. it rolling. It's like a good pace. So, uh, CDTC is saying that due to the dry conditions and high fire danger, that they are recommending that CDT hikers only use stoves with a positive shutoff switch. Yeah. So, no alcohol stoves, please, uh, throughout New Mexico and southern Colorado. Um, do check out uh, the CDTC website for further information on like official restrictions and things. But uh, be cool, man. Use a positive shutoff stove if you're hiking the CDT. You don't want to be that hiker that's known as the CDT hiker in 2018 that started that fire. Yeah. You just don't want that reputation. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> that comes with some very nasty trail names. By the yeah. way, I was, so I was on uh, Col- Colorado Public Radio a couple Ooh, weeks ago talking about the yeah, CDT. and I was going to have a clip all queued up and ready to go, but I don't. So maybe I'll just put a link to the entire interview. Yeah, it was good. That's I fine. listened to it. Actually, I managed to catch that's it live while I was driving to oh. to a job interview. Oh, no oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah, it was on Colorado Matters. Colorado yeah. Matters. Yes. Uh, let's see. It was in a real studio. What? What do you mean? What? This is a real this studio. This is a real studio, Peter. Yeah, what are what you talking, talking about? They had a sound engineer behind a glass window. We, we have, have a sound engineer. We have three glass windows right there. And we yeah. have we have <laughs> interns. We have D-Lo. Come on. They don't have D-Lo. Can I tell a story about the, they have the brownies? interview? Can I Please. tell a story about it? For, just real quickly. I'm going to yep. hijack. So oh, God. I, I was actually wearing these these uh, like running pants that I have on now. <clears throat> and I got to the studio... And I was in the front lobby, which is quite lovely. And then they took me into a little waiting room that had some uh, coffee and water and things. And I was just sitting there by myself. And then they come. Was, and was get, it good coffee? I didn't have any. You didn't have any coffee. I, How can you do a show without coffee? I just had six. What kind of person could you be? What kind drive. of horrible person <laughs> doesn't drink coffee? I drink coffee all the time. The nerve. And um, so anyway. I uh, I was just sitting in there, and then I realized that I had my pants on inside out. And so the tag was, like, showing in the back, and I was like, huh, I should probably f- fix this, I think. Maybe some, maybe nobody will notice, but I don't know. I felt like I needed to fix the situation. But I had gone to the bathroom. This lady came and got me, and I said, can I go to the bathroom? And I went to the bathroom. And, of course, I didn't notice then that my pants were on inside out, and, you know, because they're just stretchy. There's no zipper or anything. And... So then when I went to this little room, in order to go back to the bathroom, I would have had to go get that lady to let me out, to let me back in because there's a locking door. And I would have had to been like, hey, can I go to the bathroom again? <laughs> <laughs> and I, didn't, I thought that would be weird. So the little waiting room that I was in had a door, just a solid metal uh, wooden door. And I was like, 
I could just close the door and like take my pants off real fast and then put them back on. And oh, I was you're like, at well, the please, radio station, Please let this right? go the way I <laughs> yeah. hope it goes. And then yeah. I was like, but that's kind of Going weird. to the bathroom would be weird, but just taking your <laughs> pants off would not be weird. And I was like, but that's going to be weird if I close the door, you okay, know, because it was open when I came in so and they left I just, it open. I just want to clarify how weird this would be. Were you wearing underwear? <laughs> yes, I was wearing underwear. Okay, yeah, that's not so bad then. So I was fine. like, okay, I'm just going to close this door and take my pants off and put them back on. It will just take a second, right? So I like looked down the hall one way, looked the other way, and I quick closed the door, take my pants off, and I didn't take my shoes off, and I was trying to get them back on over my little rubber shoes, and it was like getting stuck, and I was like, ah, ah, you know, like freaking out, and I finally get my pull my pants on, up. And I open the door and the lady's like walking right past and she looks at me like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you closing the door? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, I just dropped a pen behind the door. I was just picking oh, that up. Oh, a little oh, white <laughs> you, you didn't just what? look her dead in the eye and say, I was taking off my <laughs> pants. No, it was nothing really happened, but it was pretty funny there for a second because I felt for sh- like... For sure, someone's going to come in right now and like be like, why are you standing here with your pants off? You know, but So is that when you noticed the camera <sighs> in the room? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, looked about that. I looked around. I didn't see anything that looked like a camera. But if they w- had Was one, there like a teddy bear or like an elf sitting on a no. shelf or anything? No, okay. They would have just seen me take my pants off and put them back on. But anyway. Hmm. Yeah, so hey, I, I think I need my trail news music now after D-Lo's True. story. You want me to whack the tubes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so let's see. Uh, Cascade Locks locals um, have backed this idea. They're going to try to make the Bridge of the Gods more pedestrian friendly. Um, so not just PCT hikers walk out on that bridge. People going out to like take photos and tourists and things. People crossing uh, like to walk out there as well. Uh, so they're looking at putting in um, basically like a dedicated um, walking lane yeah, on the side. That'd be great. Uh, it's supposed to be a pretty big project. Uh, I saw, let's see, between 15 and $25 million is what they're expecting. Um, but it looks like they're, they're going to be moving forward. Uh, if things work out, they expect that construction would begin in 2022 or 2023. So... Hmm. It'll be a minute, but that will be pretty great once that's uh, once that's going. Yeah, but then everyone who hikes the PCT after that has just such an easy time. Exactly. Right? Well, like, you didn't even have to dodge yeah. cars. Yeah. On Come on. Like, yeah, what kind of hiker Hike are is you? invalid. Yeah. Invalid. As long as you can Talking still see through the hikes. grading and down to the river. Yeah. You know, as long as that's part of the new walkway. It's almost like people who go through the or Sierra glass. and don't really have to cross snow very much. You know, those people oh, that I hiked know. in years where there was like no snow? I know. Yeah. Their hikes are valid yeah. too. Oh, uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. You crossed snow, didn't you? Uh, both times. Yeah. yeah. 2006 and Out of order? What about you? Did you cross a bunch of snow? snow how, how, miles and how miles. How is the creed cut off? Was that a good part of the CDT <laughs> for you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was good, actually. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. It was lovely. Um, and let's see. I have one final. I think that's it. You guys sent me some ones. I think I mentioned the, the ones that you told me about. Yeah, yeah. right. You got yeah. them. Okay, cool. The last one is a beer release, a Pacific Crest Pale by uh, Drew Brew. Uh, Drew Brew has uh, basically they've got a tap room at Snoqualmie Pass. And so this is like their their homage to uh, to the hikers and to the trail. Um, so next time, uh, I believe they're going to start uh, canning it after a while. Oh, shoot. Where did I? I missed my note. Where did I put it? 
Uh, anyway, yeah, it's going to be ABV of 5%, IBU of uh, 56, mm. and uh, there's going to be Hazy uh, Golden cans, Ale. cans that will be available starting on 518, so not too long away. Uh, hopefully, we'll get get to get some of that in studio for uh, for an upcoming episode. Looks delicious. Yeah. Sweet. So I always love it when we've got trail-related beers. I think that's pretty cool. For sure. Is that it? Um, Is that all you got? Yeah, I think so. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Special just ran out the door. No, he's I, back. I forgot my beer. <laughs> he came back for his beer. Okay. I'm not I'm not leaving this uh this rattler behind. This month's show is sponsored by Outward Bound. Outward Bound is a leading provider of experiential and outdoor-based education programs. Regardless of who you are or where you come from, you have more in you than you know. At Outward Bound, we are all crew, not passengers. From day one, we work together navigating the landscapes of the great Pacific Northwest and in our minds and hearts becoming great leaders and resilient and more capable individuals. Join Northwest Outward Bound and discover that you can go further than you know. Connect at nwoutwardbound.org. Excellent. Let's do iTunes Top 5. We got a couple of things from iTunes this month. By the way, special, please stop burping your Indian food in my face. That's, face. Not, that's not a burp. <laughs> All right. Wolverine 1967 Ooh. says, awesome podcast, five stars. Yes to sound effects. Yes to reading beer labels and more squatch. And please bring back Strider, a.k.a. Luke Jordan. Your first interview with him was awesome, and he's since been the first to thru-hike the Great Plains Trail. Oh. More Strider. All right, CB Hunter says, love these guys, five stars. Fun and informative show regarding all things backpacking. The Trail of the Month segment is what really makes the show worth your time. Oh, it's going to be awesome tonight, too, because we got out of order on it. No pressure on me. No pressure. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. The tent steak reviews are also a favorite of mine. Mm. Only complaint, I love my craft brews, but I always fast forward the beer review. It's just not my jam. Keep up the great work. Hashtag get on the trail sauerkraut. I wonder if he fast forwarded through that part earlier in the show. Yeah, we should start in inserting content between the yeah right the beer. <laughs> we'll, we'll read like half the can and then uh, and do then, a news segment. Talk about something like and uh, finish the can. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. All right, any sports ninety says fun, informative hiking podcast five stars. This shouldn't be my type of podcast because I don't drink and I don't through hike, but I love this podcast so much. It's so entertaining listening to these awesome folks who are experienced hikers. This is my favorite outdoor podcast because you learn about hiking trails throughout the U.S. and some foreign ones, like tonight. Ooh. Yeah. They make it extremely fun as a listener. This podcast has motivated me to start thinking about through hiking, not only two to three day backpacking trips. Listen to this podcast. You won't regret it. Thank you, NE Sports 90. You know, I think part of what I like about the iTunes Top 10 is the names. Okay. The people that post the comments. How about uh, Date Date and Ben says more fun than you can shake a stick at. Five stars, informative and entertaining makes my hour plus commute fly by. 
I wish P Max was on more often. Keep up the sound effects. We've had two. Uh, we've had two shout outs for more sound effects. Yes, people. but how many have we had against yeah. the sound effects over the years? Zero. I don't know oh, of any. I <laughs> don't know if that's that might be fake news. I'm All pretty right, sure I remember on. some very specific complaints uh, about some sound effects. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> O'Hanley29 says, How can you not love these guys? Five czars. Okay, so I definitely have not been listening to the trail show since July 2017, but somehow I still know all the episodes. I think D'Lo hacked my Facebook. Or maybe POD because I saw an ad for tent steaks on it literally a week ago. Huh. <laughs> I still think chopsticks might be a better option in a pinch, though. Thanks for all the laughs and the amazing conservation interviews. Ooh. Stay Sweet. tuned, sir. That's Stay tuned. Right. He says, also, the story of P.O.D. standing naked giving those poor college girls a stern talking to about not washing your hair in the lake is my favorite story now. That was, that was a really <laughs> great story. We could, we could tell that one like every six months or so. You are Maybe all, I should just redo it every six months. <laughs> you are all freaking crazy, and I love it. I'll send you some beers to test out soon. Cheers from Hannah Cat. Well, thank Hannah you, Cat. Hannah Cat. Meow. Yeah. All right, that's it for iTunes Top 5. Let's go to break. When we come back, if Delo's here, we might do Trail of the Month or we might not. So stay tuned, and you'll find out soon. Don't Talk go anywhere. Me. Okay. Okay. Okay, bye. I'll stay here. Okay. 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 Wow, that, I think that promo <laughs> like was in honor of you, Triple uh, O. Yeah, that's great. I like that. I like it when I see my name on like vending machines <laughs> and bathroom stalls. <laughs> yeah, do you ever take uh, selfies with those types of signs? Uh, yeah, every once in a while, you know, it's nice to be famous, you yeah. know, well known across the United States. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that before, but I like it. Hey, we got a audio clip from our good friend Virgil, a.k.a. Moonkid, who's doing the Americas hike right now. P.O.D., where is he? He just got to La Paz. So Bolivia. B- Bolivia. Yeah, he's very excited Okay, to get to La Paz. And we've mentioned Virgil on the show before, so I'm going to play this clip, and he kind of actually introduces himself and the whole thing, so I think you'll dig it. All right, here's Moonkid. Hi, this is Moonkid. Well, first and foremost, I would like to say a big thank you to all of you guys from the Show team for offering me this opportunity to share my experience during this journey. I'm a, that's kind of an honor for me to be part of the Show by this way. Well, I have to introduce myself, I guess. 
So my name, my train name is uh, Moonkid. I'm a French guy, so... I, I would have really? never. <laughs> I, I, I was wondering. I was, I was trying to place the accent. I would have never guessed he yeah. was French. I thought for sure he was Alabama. You know? Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> I say that in the aim to apologize in advance for all the mistakes that I'm going to to make, obviously, during this message, and uh, hopefully, if there are some other ones, sorry oh, in advance. <laughs> God, we'll try to suffer through. I guess. And uh, right now, I am. Attempting a walk across the Americas from the southern tip of South America, from Ushuaia, Argentina, to the shore of the Arctic Ocean. So it's a very ambitious project, but uh. I've already been hiking for seven months and a half, about 6,500 Ks. Well, yeah, by the way, I'm sorry about that, but um, I'm going to to talk about kilometers, <laughs> meters, instead of feet, and uh, all, all those uh, European measures. So you will have to, to make the work of conversion. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, right now, I am recording this message from um, a very, very famous place, all around, the, all around the world, I guess. The name is El Salar de Uyuni. That's um, the largest salt desert in the world. And that's an absolutely fantastic place. That's crazy. Right now, I'm, I'm facing, uh, I'm watching the, the sunset. That's beautiful. There is such an intensity in the landscape, in the scenery. It looks like... Um, a science fiction movie scenario a little bit. Um, the ground is completely flat on dozens and dozens of kilometers, completely white. We can even see the curve of, uh, of the earth. That's crazy. That's beautiful. And the sky, there is such a, a, a range of colors, but very intense, very intense blue and uh, kind of cloudy right now. I'm getting closer to the end of the, of, uh, the Salar. I have about 10 k's left. So yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit sad about that. But uh, I enjoyed very much my time on, in, this, uh, in this unique place. From south to north, it's about 80 k's with a, an island in the middle where you can resupply in water. So there is absolutely no logistical issue. And um, I'm quite sad because there is absolutely nobody hiking there. It's a very touristy place. It's maybe the most touristy place in Bolivia. But all the tourists come here with uh, organized tours in 4x4 wheels. And yeah, I'm, I'm sad about that. I, I talked with... Uh, some some people, some tourists, and some of them told me, "Yeah, I, I I would love to do what you're what you're doing right now to walk across El Salar, but why don't you do it? <laughs> Honestly, even for beginners, that's doable, and that's a crazy experience, very unique. I mean, I don't know if um, if you can understand what I'm talking about, but it's it's uh, the kind of landscape." 
which is not only all of you. I mean, it's not only the fact to see the landscape. There is an actual exchange between you and uh, and this nature and this uh, environment, this wilderness. It, it comes into your heart, into your mind, and uh, it's able to to change a person, to change uh, to change oneself. That's um, yeah. That's uh, maybe it's the most beautiful desert on earth. Honestly, if some hikers who particularly enjoy hiking desertic zones are listening to this uh, to this message, I encourage you. I invite you very much to to come to El Sarar de Uni to to go hiking because that's just unique, unique on earth. I've never seen something like this in my whole life. Well, you may consider that uh, my life is quite short. <laughs> at least shorter than yours. But, um, yeah. And the, Al the Bolivian Altiplano has so many various things to, various landscapes to offer. So even if I'm sad to, to end this crossing of uh, El Sarra de Uni, I'm uh, very excited by, by what is going to come right now. I think... The, the next actual stop will be La Paz, so the, the capital of Bolivia. It's quite far, it's about 700 k's, but um, it's because there is no town, no city on my way where I could stop. There, there is plenty of small villages, so I will be able to resupply, but um, not... Uh, not big center of uh, civilization <laughs> and uh, some crazy wilderness coming too so very excited and good shape mentally physically and very glad to to be with you tonight a little bit <laughs> and uh, well that's all for today yes i wanted to to wish to Piodi uh, a very happy birthday. Oh, uh, I am thinking about that. Even if you probably, you will probably receive this message too early or too late. But I, I, I haven't forgotten your your birthday. <laughs> that is so well, sweet. Thank you again, guys. I hope uh, Tracia Nation haven't fallen asleep during this small date. <laughs> And um, hopefully we'll be able to make some other other ones in the future. Hasta pronto, amigos. Ciao. Oh, uh, yeah. There he Ciao. goes. So I actually have a picture here that he posted one of his pictures from the Salar. Um, it's, and his Instagram is The American Hike. Do you follow him? Yeah, yeah, yeah this, it's this really photo good. photo photo is so cool. Photos. That photo needs to be a book cover. That's what I told him. Yeah, yeah it's incredible. Um, and uh, yeah, so we, as we had mentioned before, we met Mooncat in New Zealand. And I just, it makes me so happy to hear him adventuring and his thoughts and everything. Because when we met him, he was so serious. And, you know, for a young kid, I just felt like he he, he was kind of heavy, not like fat, but just... His pack was heavy. His pack was heavy. <laughs> and, and I felt like his, you know... Yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but um, he was a very serious guy. He was, and 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 um, like he said, that the the 
the experience between you and the landscape, it can change you. And, and I, we definitely saw that because we saw him at the beginning and then we didn't see him again at, until the end. And yeah. his pack was lighter and he was seemed like a happier guy and yep. a lot more lighthearted. Um, so I'm really stoked that he's doing this adventure. And the, the trail changed him. It, tra- it changed him and it was fun to watch that transition happen. So Well, it sounds like he's having quite the adventure out there right now. And that's pretty cool yes yeah. he um, is good lord what a walk yeah i mean i fantasize about round the world walks but i don't know that i'd ever be able to like go ahead and gumption yeah. up to do it but yeah. yeah hats off to everybody who's like trying does those super it. huge like That's... you know the herodicy exactly yeah fidget and, 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 and they've been yeah, nice yeah. enough to pass along their their um their information to to moon kid which has been nice. So he's been able to follow their breadcrumbs a little bit. So that's pretty cool. Te queremos mucho, Moon Kid. Yeah, keep yeah. us updated. Looking forward to the next one. All right, we got Mike DiLorenzo in the house, ladies and gentlemen. He finally, oh, he is. He's not lost. <laughs> Are you ready to do Trail of the Month, my friend? We got your microphone he's, set up. He's no here. one can hear we you. Got he's here. You're, you're there. You. All right, for Trail of the Month, we have Triple O in studio. He's going to talk about. His walk along the Fisherman's Trail. Now, there was some discussion earlier. Is it the Fisherman's Way or the Fisherman's Trail? The interweb says Fisherman's Trail. Is this a route <laughs> or a trail? <laughs> this is the actual trail. It's part of uh, a trail called the Rota Vicentina. Rota Vicentina. It sounds I'm Italian. I'm mispronouncing that. Rota it's Vicentina. Portuguese, I think. Okay. Rota Vicentina. Um, but the Fisherman's uh, Trail is... is the part of this is right along the coast that is for fishermen to get to the, the different coastal parts. Okay, and we'll get into this. I did watch a short YouTube clip on this trail, and it, it, there didn't appear to be a lot of shade. No, there's <laughs> so, not a lot of shade. So if you're looking to get a sunburn <laughs> or a suntan, this might be the trail for you. But no, no, no. We, we should start at the beginning, and we'll finish at the end. So where does the trail start and finish, and how is it that you happen to be Find yourself on it. Um, well, so the the Rota Vicentina is all in south southwest Portugal, which is uh, probably one of the last undeveloped stretches of coastline in in Europe. Oh, cool. S- well, at least in Western Southern Europe, I'm sure Norway has plenty of undeveloped coast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so it's it's one of the last. Super undeveloped. There's there's small towns along it, um, and I hiked this as part of part of the hike across Europe. But um, I thought it was such a great little. It's a it's a perfect, maybe week long kind of trip for someone who goes who okay. wants to go out there and experience kind of a wild coastline with small villages and wild. Yes, wild. it's very wild. It's cliffy. Yeah, hidden beaches, bluffs. Yeah, bluffs. Bluffs. Did you see? Cheryl Strayed. I did not see Cheryl Strayed. <laughs> then it can't be that wild. Wild. Uh, oh, oh. Oh. Hey, hey. TM. Ooh, that is good. Yeah, all right. What is that? Let me ask you this. Did you, so you said you did this as part of your huge walk across Europe. Yeah. Did you actually uh, detour? Did you have to detour to, to incorporate this, or were you already kind of near the coastline of Portugal? I was already pretty much near the okay. coastline, okay. so it wasn't that big of a deal to, okay. to use this trail system. Plus, the coast is way cooler than the interior. Were you able to do all of it, or did you like join in somewhere midway in or, or something like that? I did the whole thing, because um, I wanted to go all the way down to that tip 
of uh, Portugal that kind of juts out like a chin. Okay. And um, and so the fisherman's part is just a it's like a piece of this kind of the Rota Vicentina, and the other parts are more interior and they're not quite as as dramatic and pretty, but they are kind of neat because you see like some old villages and. The other thing that was cool down there is there's a lot of cork trees because it's like oh, one of the big right. producers of cork in the world. And so you're passing by all these old And they're all dead now? Trees. Are the line. cork trees in the world dead? No, we no, saw them in not. Spain. Yeah, yeah, can yeah. You, uh, out of order, can you tell us the the current saga with the cork trees in the international wine industry? Could you just sum it up for our listeners real quick? Uh, no, I cannot. <laughs> okay. All right, that's fine. Maybe we'll do that later on. Yeah, we'll bring in we'll, an expert. Yeah, yeah we'll, but the we'll, trees we'll are very neat because you can you see their bark and they they mark them on the years they they harvest them so that they know how long the cork has had to grow. Because uh, okay. they pull do apart, strips, right? Yeah, they like it looks Rings it like basically looks yeah. like someone has stripped the cor- like uh, the yeah. bark off of trees, and uh, like it's really it's just cork. It really is just it's cork. You just it's unprocessed, so it's, it's kind of neat to see it in the wild. Do you, wild. Do you actually it's in the walk wild. beaches? Wait, yeah, where was Cheryl? Yeah, so um, yeah, along the Fisherman's Route, you're basically walking either on the beach or on the cliffs right above the beach the whole way. Okay. Would, you, would you say that you prefer the the beaches or the cliffs above the beach? <laughs> Anywhere <laughs> where there's not soft sand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. oh so I, I happen to be sand. on the website right now that you're probably reading stats and statistics from. And it says here that there are 60 to 70% of sandy trails. Could you Ooh. elaborate on that? I wouldn't say it was that high, but there are some stretches that you're, you're a little tired of sand. S- w- I'm sorry, is that stretches or stretches? <laughs> stretches? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, We're coming off the rails early, ladies and gentlemen. But it's because I just got here. That's right. If you're yeah. into like swimming... And it's summer. T- or summer is probably not the best time to do it because it's a little hot down there. But you know, on the shoulder seasons, there's. I mean, the beaches are absolutely gorgeous, and there's lots of like kind of hidden coves and stuff that you can kind of walk down to. So you pre- can either have a beach all to yourself or to you and a couple of people. Are, the, are those a, are those clothing optional? I was gonna say it could be a playa nudista. I mean, mm. it's Europe, so they're already yeah. top more optional. Could you uh, could you comment on the general difficulty level? I would say it's a, it's not that difficult because you're not going to gain l- and lose a lot of elevation. Would you say it's somewhat difficult? I would say a, you're going to have to be exposed to sunlight for a lot. Yeah. And there are some frustrating stretches of sand. So, hmm. you know, difficult, not really, but tedious at times, a little bit. Would but you, not, you, not would you recommend this trail for people with vertigo or fear of heights? Yeah, it's nothing so cliffy that you're really, uh, you know, losing it out there. How many people can be in a group? <laughs> Dilo, are you I not? believe up to 20. <laughs> did I get that 20. right? Are you, are you, you did, yeah. I too read the website today. <laughs> group size was not one of my concerns when I was out there. No, you, you didn't have your, like, have your posse rolling with you. I have a question about the swimming. Yes. So were, were most of the beaches swimmable? They were nice? I mean... It depends it? Okay. on how comfortable you are with waves from the Atlantic. That's what I was curious about. So if you're real comfortable with waves, then they're swimmable. <laughs> how big were the waves? What's I guess it depends on the, the day. Yeah, it depends on the day. Was but the it's water cold? Is it cold there? 
It's not warm, but I'm yeah. from Florida, so maybe my definition right. of cold is different. But it's unprotected Atlantic coast, so right. you're not, you yeah. know, you're getting the full brunt of the Atlantic. Did, did you see any surfers and stuff? There are a lot of surfers out there. Yeah. It's actually one of the hot spots of surfing. Okay, what, what about were they the, what, wearing wetsuits? I think so, but okay, so okay. the water's so cold. cold. Yeah. Could you circulate vehicles on the dunes? <laughs> <laughs> No, you're not supposed to be on the oh, dunes okay, with vehicles. Cool. <laughs> Just checking. Or Kilo. bicycles. Yeah. Like if you have a footpath only. Stay up the dunes. So I, I, I got a question. <laughs> I got a question for you. What, what about the food situation? Like, uh, I assume, you know, you're eating, like, normal stuff when you're hiking, but did you get to sample some, like, local fine cuisine, some really good seafood? So, yeah, so this is a trail where you're, uh, camping is pretty much illegal, so you're going to be going from little town <laughs> to little town. Did you camp? Uh, my lawyer advises me not to answer this question. Yeah. <laughs> is that your lawyer oh, you? You just split whatever <laughs> the fifth is in Portugal. Um, but so, so you're going to be going from little town to little town. All the little towns have nice little restaurants and usually a small grocery store at, at minimum. So you're going to be able to get food every day. Yeah, there is great seafood along the coast. I mean, anywhere in South, anywhere, pretty much anywhere in Portugal, you're gonna have good seafood because it's all so much coastal, um, extra coastal. A- any, any like memorable meals? Octopus? Oh, not squid. Not, not in that section. Not on that section. It, but it was mostly because I just didn't try too hard to get good meals there. Gotcha. I think there probably are good meals in those little towns. What kind yeah. of fish are native to that corner of Portugal? <laughs> uh, the kind with. Tails and eyes. <laughs> Ooh, those are delicious. <laughs> hey, what was the water situation like? Yes. Were you just getting water in towns? Yeah, you pretty much get right. get water along in the towns. Um, okay. I probably would not get water from the wild there because you're gonna get you're getting drainages from. Did you hike with? You're the, at the low point, right yeah. at the ocean, so you're gonna Did get you drainages from any hike fields with a desalination kit. <laughs> yeah, I had my ultralight solar powered ultralight <laughs> desalination kit. Yeah, that takes like three hours to desalinate one liter of water. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I it like worked how, really well. I like how Dilo shows up late. <laughs> but he's he's making up for lost time. He, he, it's like he's been here for four hours well, drinking I've, already. I, yeah. I know. Yeah, I have actually. That's probably it's why he's long, late. It's he's been, been a long drinking. night for me already. I've been very busy tonight, people. Just want to let you all know, all the listeners. Dilo, h- yeah. how many beers have you already? Well, drank? let's see. I I had one beer at work. I had a beer at Markham's, and then I had a little bit of rum. Rum, I like maybe like two ounces of rum with an ice cube, and then I had uh, I caught like twenty ounces of beer at my house. Okay, wow, it's been a busy night. It's Friday. I've been. It's like it's a lot of work for me to be who I am and to come to you. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, I mean, you had to get all liquored up (laughs) just to come to a table. I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. What What did you expect? (laughs) Walk in here and be like. Like right, I, I actually ate like six marijuana brownies too. So just things are gonna go. There's some regular brownies so over I, here too. I know. I'm I don't know. More of those yeah. too. I'll, 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 I'll whack the two. All, right, all right, hold up, hold up, Dilo. <laughs> yes. Before we go down that road, <laughs> let's let's finish up the trail yes. of the month interview, and oh, then, and then we yeah. can shift gears. Is is Triple O here tonight? Yeah, man. He's uh, <laughs> he's right in front of you. <laughs> so what? Uh, hey, man. <clears throat> what's up? Did you see people out hiking it? Yeah, there's a there's a lot of people out hiking it. Um, the good like so because you're always staying in towns, it's really yeah. accessible to people who aren't into carrying a backpack around with all this right. stuff. Um, so you get a lot of 
a lot of tourists that you know go and it's nice it's not like a super long distance between towns so you can kind of gently walk during the day just go to the hotel and then right. go to the next one um yeah and it's you know it's a fun week maybe 10 days if you want to do the whole thing including the fisherman's trail and the rest of it so uh did i know you had uh people that you were hiking with at certain points along your entire journey uh, did you have any company for for this this particular piece? Yeah, yeah. My friend Dayo was with me that through that through this section. Oh, cool. Yeah, it nice. was great. And and if you walk all the way to the end, you do end up at the Cabo de San Vicente. I'm probably messing that up because it's Portuguese. It sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like Spanish, but mumbly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trauma oh, would be good at it. <laughs> Send all hate mail to out of order at outoforder.com. All our yeah. Portuguese listeners. Obrigado. That's uh-huh. how they say thank you. That's all I know in Portuguese. That I'm sure you'll learn more. Gachinha is is like how you hit on women, but that's not. I'm sure Portuguese. you use that's, that a ton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Interesting that those are the only terms. Huh, and you I know. thought I thought it was Germany. <laughs> oh. Apparently I was wrong about that. Yeah. So, uh, what do just out of curious, what do the termini look like? Is it just a parking lot sort of thing, or is there actually like a a monument of sorts? So at the in, at the Cabo San Vicente, there's a it's a big lighthouse because it really is. Oh, cool! Oh, right. Then you go up. Into it's like it? the chin. If you look at if you look at Portugal, it's like the chin sticking out. Um, and there's a it's a big tourist destination, so you have lots of tourist buses and stuff dropping people off. Awesome. There. Um, so it's just lovely place to end. <laughs> can, can you go up into the lighthouse? No, actually, they have it shut down pretty much. Oh, wow. I, 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 they might have Ooh. tours at some time, but um, yeah, it's it's a cool, it's a good way to end. I like you know ends that are like points of land or something yeah. like that. So it's a nice ending. And the beginning on the other side is uh, I forget that it's like Santiago de Casim or something. It's like an old town. And it has like a castle on a hill. And actually that, that whole area is kind of nice because there's a lot of interesting cultural meshing going on there because it's you know, the you have like the Spanish, the Portuguese, and then you had the Moors. So you have a whole mix of cultures that happened in southern Spain and Portugal. So it's a it's a neat historical as well. As well. You, there's lots of history. So POD would really love this. Did you is there historic garbage? This is Is a castle historic garbage? No. That's no, completely come different. On. Is Did it you not something towns? left by... But that's actually <laughs> that's, historic. That's historic <laughs> gentrification. Triple O. Triple O. Did oh, you, did you're you, here. Yeah. Oh, hi. How here. are you tonight? I didn't know when yeah, we I talked about... In. No, but I just snuck in. I just got here. How's it going, everybody? Oh, hi. Um, yeah. Hey, hey, Junaid. Hey, man. Uh, how, was your, how was your road trip? Oh, uh, you know. Oh, we already cool. talk, right, we already on, talked yeah. about that. All right. Um, I'm going to whack the tubes, D-Lo. I had a question for Triple O. Okay, go. Yeah. Where did you camp? Or did you camp? He already camping answered this. Is yeah. Did illegal you s- so you no camping. His route. And his He's trying and to not at all trick you. I your lawyer, to have your lawyer said no camping. <laughs> Michael yeah. Cohen has advised him to do, do if I were or, to have uh, camped, I would have camped in hidden places along the route where yeah. I would not have bothered anyone. But that could have been and, done. And you would have practiced leave no trace. Uh, yeah, absolutely leave no trace. Yeah the only way to go except your Subaru your Subaru would have been on the dunes but other than that (laughs) (laughs) all right what else can you tell us about this trail just ignore D'Lo yeah (laughs) we'll put him back in his cage in a few minutes um I think it's a great trail I think it's a great trail for people who are not super experienced hikers to get like a good taste of going a long ways while still having the luxury of towns 
And um, I think the Portuguese people in general are super nice and welcoming and very, very fun, like just generously happy, happy folks. So, how many um, miles long is this trail? Did Seven, you, first of all, it's in Europe, so it's in kilometers. How many kilometers <laughs> long is this trail? I don't remember. Maybe two. <laughs> <laughs> second of all, I don't really remember. Maybe two hundred. You know, it was it was part of a longer trip. So, uh-huh. Dilo, I thought you had the website in front of you. Yeah, I do, but they just advised me not to uh, <laughs> circulate vehicles on the dunes. They didn't talk about the kilometers. It's seventy-five miles long. It's seventy-five. Okay. Yeah. So one hundred fifty kilometers. That's 100, just 130 the fisherman's route, or yeah. is that the whole thing? I don't remember. But they have a very nice website for you to discover this on your own. This will be good for your trip planning. You know, wow. we can't give you all the answers. You have to find some out for yourself. It's true. Wow. What's the website? Uh, dude, that's heavy. It is uh, Rota. Vicentina, R O T A V I C E N T I N A dot com. And I think that'll get you there. Our English listeners. That might be the Portuguese site, but you'll find it. Or you can Google Rota Vicentina. Our English listeners could just Google Fisherman's Way, Portugal. That would work as well. Is that what worked for you that 10 is, minutes ago? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll just put up out of orders personal number. You can, you can call you him. You can call him. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, works too. Feel free with any questions about Monday it. through Friday. Portugal has a very nice pastry called a pastel de nata. It's like a little oh, cup yeah. of, of like, cr- like a cream. Mm-hmm. It's like delicious. Uh, I highly recommend eating it whenever you get the chance over there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. All right. There it is, ladies and gentlemen, the Fisherman's Trail. In Southwest Portugal, book your plane tickets. Thanks for giving us that report and also for putting up with the child in the corner over here. <laughs> of course. No problem. No problem. Hey, guys. How are you tonight? Hi. Hey, let's do trips. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Who's been somewhere? Not me. I went to some places. Me okay. Too. Let's start with you, sir. Uh, so maybe I'll just go with like the last month. So last time I was recording in studio, we've definitely been to some places. Spent a lot of time in Arizona. But in the last uh, couple of, like the last month, um, I actually just got back yesterday from going down to Gila. I went down to the Gila Cliff Dwellings and uh, Doc Campbell's to pick up Amanda from the Grand Enchantment Trail. Uh, She was going to end her hike there, so I went down and picked her up and did some poking around in the the ruins there, the the cliff dwellings themselves, uh, which was pretty cool. Um, we were just posing for the camera there. Sorry, special. Yeah, I thought you were just making fun of me. No, no. Yeah, okay, now there I feel a, better. There was a photo right. photographer here in the room tonight. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, and then prior to that, I actually went to eastern Washington, uh, where my family lives and where my car has been stored during mm. the year on the road. Okay. Uh, so I had to go and pick up the car and, you know, visit the family and stuff. But on the way back, I opted to drive through uh, south east idaho rather than like through montana and then down through wyoming um so that was pretty cool um definitely like a new section of road drove along like the uh, the salmon river and the, the best part was oh. i stopped at this place called Goldbug hot springs okay and it's a two mile hike to get into them in idaho the, yeah yeah and, and you have to like go up um you know decent elevation it's not that bad but it's it's enough to to weed out like anybody who's who's not intending to really yeah. get there you know right. so yeah two mile hike in uh i got up there just before sunset go bug i had the place all to myself 
There was literally not another person there. And I ended up just hanging out in these hot springs until like 1 o'clock in the morning, just soaking. The water was a perfect temperature. I had like this nice backrest slant where I was like sitting there, like leaned up against this rock, beautiful stars, no moon, mountains everywhere. So yeah, that was super cool. Nice. Go bug. Um, did you camp there? Uh, you're not allowed to camp at the hot springs. So what did um, you do? I camped near the hot springs. Uh, I think it's like 500 feet away is oh, the minimum. That's pretty uh, much. But there at were the like a few springs. places that were just yeah. down the, uh, d- nice. just down the hill. Nice. Very Go cool. bug. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. All right, who else went somewhere? I went somewhere. Where'd you go, D-Lo? I went to Utah, Arizona, and Colorado. Yeah, what? now what? What's about a, about two somewhere? months ago. That's right, I went somewhere. And you know how I got there? Bicycle. Automobile. That's right. I rented a Eurovan camper. Oh, we saw this thing. Oh, yeah. Yes. We need to post a photo, yeah. D-Lo. Yes, I rented a Eurovan camper from Rocky Mountain Camper Vans right here in Lakewood, Colorado, which I will have our listeners know. I took public transportation and my bicycle to and from. That's right. Pretty fantastic. Wow. That's good. Lower the carbon footprint yes. before you get in a camper Before you van. burn about, you know, <laughs> 1,200 miles in, in gas when you're getting about 20 miles to the gallon. Ooh. But it was pretty cool. I will, ha- I will let our listeners know that van life is not for me. There are two things that I don't like about van life. No backyard to Just maintain. Two. No, no, no. It, it, okay, three, there's two then. things. There's two things about that's actually three things. But there's two things about van life other than not having a backyard that I don't like. Number one, if you are camped at a campground and you need to drive a simple four miles to get to a trailhead, you need to break camp to get there. Mm. I find that to be discouraging. Mm. You need to put everything away, back in its place, put the top down. Everything needs to be packed away tightly, and then you can drive that four miles to the campground to the trailhead. Ugh. that's bothersome. That's a good point. That's bothersome. Okay, okay. You need a the bicycle, thing, man. You, you need do. A yeah, you do. A bike rack yeah. on the back. You could yeah. bike to it. You could. You could. Yeah. Four or you miles. should get one of those problem solved giant yeah. campers that tows a jeep, and then you can just drive. Yeah, your jeep. and that's yeah. and that's uh, I'll, that's kind of like number three. But we'll talk about number three in a second. Number two is that when I would wake up before everybody else would, I couldn't cook. I couldn't boil water to make coffee because everybody else is sleeping with their head next to the stove. Yeah. Which was a problem uh, for me because I wake up earlier than everybody else, whether I like to or not. And number three, when you have a van, you become part of the motor culture that is America. And that's semi problematic because people with big RVs that are towing Jeeps behind them so that they can drive that four miles to the campground without breaking <laughs> camp become your friends. And you talk to them, and you say, wow, that's cool, man. Well, tell me about your rig. Yeah, man, this is my rig. Yeah, but I just rented it, but it's still my rig for this week. You know what I'm saying, man? Yeah. Did you name your rig? No, we didn't. Some no. people do, but we didn't. But anyways, we were with two other families. They all had vans. It was van life Were you for about a caravanning? Week. We were caravanning. <laughs> <laughs> we really were. We really were. And uh, the late Paul Magnanti was with us. He was what? also He oh. was also towing... Um, a monstrosity of a vehicle behind his SUV. The, it, the it was just like, yes, he was towing the scamp behind his SUV. It was just like 
America gone wild on wheels type of thing here <laughs> wild. in the Southwest. Yes. Was Cheryl Strayed there? Yeah. No, it was cool, though. <laughs> we, we saw some really great spots. We went to Navajo National Monument. We checked out Monument Valley. We checked That's out cool Comb spot. Ridge. We, we hiked. Uh, the, I think the most fun thing, the funniest thing was, um, aside from spending the first night in the Walmart parking lot in Frisco, Oh, that sounds lovely. <laughs> which, which, by the way, which, there. by the way, yeah, in my opinion, is the best thing. Is the best thing that van life has going for it, which is like you can't get where you're going, where you can just camp where you're at. That's honestly, that's the best thing that van yeah. life has going for it. Um, because you couldn't pitch a tent in the Frisco parking lot. Actually, you probably could. Nobody would really care um, if you did. Did. You know, nobody does that. Did you Did you have a bathroom in your van? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. So I, I probably did urinate in the Walmart parking That's lot. That's what Walmart yeah. is for. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I might have I might have peed in the parking lot, but I definitely went inside in the did morning. You, did you go at least two hundred feet from your trailer? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. You Just left a trace right next to it. Yeah, dude. Totally. You know, I mean, it was snowing. Disappointed. Oh, that's okay then. I was going to say, peeing on concrete is the worst because you get so much splashback. Yeah. No, it was that. snowing. It was icy. They closed the pass. We couldn't keep going. So, But anyways, um, it was fun. It was interesting. It was a good experience. And I think it was worthwhile to rent a van before, you know, the 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 romance, because the romance of the van life is so intriguing. You know, you're like, wow, van life, man. Like, me and my wife could just do yoga on the top of the van, <laughs> like every morning. But that's what I think. What yeah, I think but it's not. Life. It's not really like that. It's or you can like, do other hey, things. So, yeah. so it's not do, really like that. I've got a yeah. solution for for yeah. them not having a backyard. Yeah, you got that whole top of the van, right? Uh-huh. So, like, what if you just put a little rim around there? Yeah, a little, yeah. little topsoil, some, some stuff. like retention, a living uh, roof, like yeah, netting dude. or something to yeah. keep it down. Yeah, and then you could you could grow some grass up and there. And as long as the you could put a little chicken coop or as long as the pitch isn't too steep and you're not in the southwest like all the time so they don't have to water your roof well yeah. i mean you've got the windshield wipers Why you can just like hit the windshield wiper spray yeah you're and already just, burning like, all that, that gas to get, yeah there you go that's the other thing and you burn a lot of gas in a camper van yeah on yeah. the last night of your trip yes we did we spent the night in front of pod and disco's house <laughs> and we had a great night they with, wouldn't let uh, you inside <laughs> no they did but we <laughs> they know you know better. we had our own place you know so we just camped out front um, and we were having a little barbecue with yeah, other having, friends who have kids. So yeah. it was great. So Leo, my five-year-old son, had made two new friends, a four-year-old, two four-year-olds, I think. Yeah. And it was awesome. They were all just running around, hanging out. And uh, it, we, we, we crashed P.O.D. and Disco's uh, barbecue like at the perfect time. Did you do some, uh, some yard work in their backyard? Nope, nope. No. We did no yard work. We just went hiking. Uh, we hiked, like I said, we hiked... In Navajo National Monument, Comb Ridge. Um, Comb Ridge, baby. Comb Ridge was cool. Navajo National Wait, Monument was Comb very Ridge? cool. It's in southeastern Utah. Okay. Uh, not far from the Arizona border. And Monument the great, Valley. The great thing about crashing in front of our house was yeah. that when D'Lo did wake up on that last morning, he could just walk inside and I already had the coffee going. Yes. That was, was, that the, uh, was that the Bobby Walters roast? It may have been. It may have been. Yeah, it may have been. So yeah, van life is not for me, but it was a fun experience. Awesome. Yep. Uh, well, Disco and I did some trail maintenance. That's, uh, I guess, the most recent trip that I've been on. We went out onto one of the two sections that we maintain the lower of the two sections, because we now maintain two sections. Dos secciones. Uh-huh. How greedy. Right? <laughs> uh, they were up for grabs, you know. Uh, so yeah, we... We had a few events, which are downed trees, 
And we actually broke our silky on the last cut of the day, which is good. What's, that a, what's a silky? It's a... It's something that people who do trail maintenance use. It's a saw <laughs> that... I don't know how to describe it. It's got like a... Maybe a 16-inch blade on it, and it folds open, and you can use it for anything that's like probably... So it's like a switch saw? It is. I don't know. Do, how it, to do you fold it? open like this? No. It's got a little button like the old switch like blades. <laughs> like the old switch wait, blades. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe like this. <laughs> <laughs> wait, no. Is that correct? Or maybe... <laughs> um, yeah, that's exactly what we do. I actually have two, one in each hand. Uh-huh. Take that um, tree. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened when it broke. <laughs> yeah, that's exact. In fact, the little piece that broke off was stuck. Was stuck in the little like knot of the tree. Oh, yeah. did you manage to like pull we got it, it out? out. Yeah, yeah, we got it out. Uh, no trace. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We got to cut cut uh, several trees that were in the trail and clear out a bunch of brush and do some uh, brushing, some lopping. Um, but yeah, it was a fun first trail maintenance trip of the season, one of many. We're actually scheduling another trail maintenance trip this coming Friday, if anybody wants to join us. <gasps> Wait, this Friday? We're, we're camping Friday night, and we're trail maintaining on Saturday, uh, down just south of, um, just north of Buena Vista. Like, not not tomorrow. No, like, no, no, next like, weekend. Okay. You mean not tonight? Today okay, we'll <laughs> we'll talk off air. I, yeah. I, I might uh, I might see if I can cruise down okay. and do that. Cool. So that was my trip. All right, I hiked Fantastic. up to the crater. The crater's been on my bucket list in Salida for a while, and I was scoping out a route. There's not really a trail that goes up there, but there's a way to get up there. What is the crater? Yeah, what Disco? is the crater? What is the crater? It's exactly what you would think it is. Is it's it a, a crater? Yeah, <laughs> and you you hike on volcanic rock. Especially the last like half mile to get up to the top. So in relation to the wait, town there's a volcano of Salida. Of Where is this crater? Where is that crater? It's four and three quarter mile hike from the bridge over the Arkansas River. Uh, in I- which direction? So that'd be southeast, east. Um, it's northeast. It's heading up from the bridge. So that would be yeah, east. I need a map, Beauty. You got a map? Come on, man. Yeah. Get a get a grip. And I went Sa- up there. Is southwest. It is. No. It's is south. It? No, it's not, dude. The the river what? is on the east side of Salida. Okay, Come on, get a grip. It's east, south, south, north. And I went west. up to the crater last year, <laughs> but I took a different route than the the route that we took. Yeah, we what, took a more direct route. Did what do you do when he gets at the top of the crater? You shout your love to you, your significant other. I didn't hear you shout. What your love? To, oh, maybe you shouted to somebody else. Um, what? <laughs> you eat your summit apple when you get to the top. Oh, that's so special. <laughs> there we go. How many yeah, miles? So How many miles okay. round trip? Round trip, nine and a half miles. Nine and a half miles. That's not for the faint of heart. No. The cool the... part is that you end up going up all these washes, and there were a couple times where the wash splits, and we had to make a decision. Yes. And we're like, this way looks better, and it turns out the other way was better. No. So do some traversing on so big rocks. So what did you do? Traverse on big we just, routes, not trails. We yeah. just kept going up. Oh, my gosh. It was fun. Were you able to find your way back down? Yes. That was easy. Oh, my goodness. It was pretty cool. And the view from up on top of the crater is actually pretty spectacular. What can you see? You can see lots of 14ers and a few 13ers. Amazing. You can see the Sangres. Sangres are such a lovely, lovely mountain range. This is a lovely color. 
Oh, did you guys just crack a new beer? Why don't we tell the yeah. folks what it was? Should we should we have D'Lo read it? Sure. Yeah. I'd love that to read terrible. a bottle label. This is Has a raspberry saison. Raspberry Triple O, what about you, man? You been on any trips? Uh, wait. Am the I only... Uh, what? Uh, no, that, go uh, ahead. Uh, you, no, uh, wait, uh, that, uh, <laughs> after you. Uh, the only trip I've been on is... This is a unique trip for the trail show. Is I went salsa dancing with Pod and Special. Oh, true story. And we probably <laughs> we probably danced a solid two three miles each that wow. night. I think. Well, I might have danced like half a mile. I was you know, but my I, first time. But they especially were, if you dance out of order, there's a lot of travel when you dance out of order. Hey, no, it's good. Everyone's that's got not, a style. That's not a criticism. I love it. Okay. Out of order, for those of you who don't know, can move. He's a, he's a <laughs> magician. I, on he's got this Cubano jeans. I was watching right? him out yeah. there doing his dance, just looking all smooth-like with his nice white shoes. And like, Ooh. Oh, no, yeah, you had was, white shoes, He was styling. He you was had styling. white shoes? We're, gonna, we're starting a trail show dance crew. So, that's right. Yep, that's uh, right. This is you leading know, into one of... Feel free to join. This is, all these questions are leading into one of tonight's premier Ask a Hiker questions, which we will get to later. I just want to wet ooh. the appetite of ooh, our listeners. A little teaser. Hey, I want to I want to hijack out of orders uh, trip here for a second. I'm going to pull a max. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to talk about the the like the men who follow you around the no, dance, but the little all. like no, the seven dwarves and POD? <laughs> no, not at all. They the, do, those they do love POD. No, that doesn't they happen anymore. Swarm POD. Only the first uh-huh. time. That hasn't happened anymore. Because I've stayed away from those ones. Yeah. Those ones. Yeah. Those ones. Those people. Yes. Um, All right, beauty. Now I, I just dance with the people that I want to dance with. But I wanted to just, just mention that I was actually, it's our it's our anniversary show today. It's our six-year anniversary. Six-year oh, anniversary. Oh, yeah. And I was thinking about, for my, my own perspective, that the trail show really brought me back into the hiking circle because... I had done some through hiking and then I had dedicated myself to getting my master's degree and pursuing some professional things. And I kind of just, you know, kind of fell out of that world a little bit. And, and the trail show is really what connected me with a lot of different people. And I wanted to have this like moment of gratitude where I was just thinking about how the trail show has, has kind of re kind of revived that part of myself that I'd I had to kind of put to sleep a little bit to get through all the things that I was working on, all the projects. And I was thinking, because last night I went salsa dancing again, and I finally have gotten to this point where I feel like I don't make so many mistakes that I'm terrible. I can kind of maintain. And it's really fun. And the trail show is partly responsible for that because Out of Order started sending us these clips, right, of his trip across Europe. In Germany, and uh, then I started watching the the videos, and then it was then that I noticed that your name was Alvarez. Your last name was Alvarez, and I was like, "What? Well, who is this long distance hiker with this, you know, Hispanic last name?" And then <laughs> somehow I saw a video of you dancing. I don't know if it was on your blog or what. There were some funny videos of you doing salsa dancing, and in at some point during your trip, you went to some. Yeah. Salsa festival. I went to two Cuban okay. dance festivals. Yes, <laughs> in Europe. Hike. Yeah, in, in Europe. Europe. One was in Norway. Yes, that <laughs> was the first one. <laughs> Who? What? That's pretty crazy. And so, anyway, this was just this is just an example of 
I saw that and I was like, I lived in Mexico and I've been kind of immersed in like Latin American culture for a long time. Yeah, I don't really know how to dance. How is this possible? And so it inspired me to like seek that opportunity out. And so it's it's because of that that I finally started taking lessons and I've learned how to dance a, a little bit. And it's no, really P-O-D's fun. Good. It's really P-O-D's fun. Pod's good. She's she's no. she's pretending like she can't hold. I her hit own. someone in she the face fun. last night. That, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> I, I stepped sure on the toes of everyone I danced with. <laughs> okay, so. But the trail show has also brought a lot of other incredible people into my life, like Snorkel, and then through Snorkel, Naomi, and I just wanted to have this moment of gratitude of in our anniversary show to think about all of the different webs that for me the trail show has weaved to allow me to kind of re-pursue this part of myself of being a hiker and also all the other things that it, brought, it has brought into my life. So I just thought of that because we were talking about the dancing. I'm still just confused why you guys had me be, be a host. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm glad, you know. You shouldn't pretty be cool. confused, man. No, I mean, like, I, I think it's pretty great. I've had a, a blast being on the trail show. It's honestly one of the things I really missed on the road, too, is being able to Aww. sit down and, like... And I do did. The show. I did, and like watch D-Lo you know, get drunk. Like I'd send in my little clips <laughs> when I, I could, but I just get real. That's I mean, <laughs> uh, in vino veritas, but beer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I I certainly had a great time. I I mean, I haven't been here since the get go, obviously. But uh, but my time on the trail show actually, you were been you a were on pretty early. You came on. Yeah, we had early, you on remember? as an early interviewee. You were very yeah, early interviewee back yeah, when we had it in my playroom. Mm-hmm, yep, yeah. yep. And I brought beer, and you guys seemed to be real surprised about that. And I was like, was like oh, we minute. were happy." I was yeah. like, "I thought I was supposed to bring beer because I, I hadn't at the time. I didn't really listen to the trail show. I don't blame you." <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, I have three beers going right now. Yeah, What's well, up with this? I have we this should probably huge, talk about this, some of these beers. Huge beer in my hand, but what is this but thing? maybe we should Wait, let out of order finish. I want to talk about my Sorry. trail show memories. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> memories. I mean, I haven't been on for long, but I remember when you guys first started. Oh I was, God! I was on a kayaking trip, and I was feeling super lonely. So I downloaded it. And I was like, "Let me try this out." Were you? I ki- remember. Wait, I felt were you like kayaking by yourself? Yeah. Really. Gosh, that must be lonely. Anyway, I was in <laughs> Canada. I was on the Mattawa River, I believe, at the time. And I remember thinking, oh, these are hiking people. It felt like I had a family, even though I was alone. So that was early. That was back in the lots of sound effects days. <laughs> you know, it was a, what was a trip for me yeah. was, uh, was listening to your updates uh, from, from your hike for so long. And then once we went out on the road... You finished yeah. <laughs> your hike and we're like in studio doing, you know, doing the trail show. And I was sending in audio clips and that was that that kind of blew up my brain a little bit. It was I, yeah. I thought it was really entertaining. Rolls reversed. Yeah, it was pretty great. And, then, you know, it's funny uh, for for our listeners who don't know. So out of order and I actually just met like a couple of weeks ago when I yeah. got back to Boulder. Yeah. Uh, and uh yeah, I I got back and he's like, you should come to this Afro-Cuban uh, uh, dance music thing that's going on. And I'm like, all right, sounds good. And that was the first time I actually met Out of Order. Wow. Yeah, we had a good time and we got free food. Yeah, which, which was great because he dodged me when we were in Florida. So, you know, 
Yeah, he he met Zool, <laughs> on right? On yeah, he met but Zool, he but not me. You. Okay. Yeah. I well, mean, I mean, that was my fault. I saw Zool and I saw them leave no trace car. So who dodged who? Like, oh. Who dodged me? <laughs> yeah, I suppose I did get on a plane in New Orleans and fly. Yeah. Somewhere. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Hey. Are we done with trail yeah. show memories? No, I have a trail show. Okay, go to you. I'll be back uh, in half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to say that the trail show has been very special to me over the years. That's all. <laughs> nice. And Short, we appreciate <laughs> that you put your marriage on the line every month just to come record. <laughs> <before>. <laughs> not really. It's not my marriage is not on the line. It's not on the line. Well, I appreciate, month, I appreciate anyway. that you guys allow me to show up at 830 every month. Because hey, it, mean, we, it means no that problem. everybody's staying up pretty late. We do uh, it, D-Lo. Yeah. We do it, you know what? We because we it, love you. We do it for the listeners. We do it for the listeners. And we because really, we love you. Somebody tonight, <coughs> earlier tonight, when I w- when I, after I had my second beer and I was on to my first sip of rum, this guy <laughs> said to me, he's, he's, he's an old man, gray hair, stout man, tall, strong right. man. He said to me, you have a podcast? Why do you do this podcast? Do you guys make money? And I said, uh, maybe, I don't know. I think we do. I think there's some money in the bank, but that's not why we do it. He said, why do you do it? And I didn't really have an answer. But I fun. have an answer now. Well, not everybody does things for money. Yeah, but we do it for the listeners. We honestly. do it for the listeners. I, I think, and, and I think we'll get to this when I read some of my Ask a Hiker questions in a little bit here, but it's like people really like the trail show. People do listen to yeah, it. Yeah. People really do Some listen people. to it. People really do like it. Not no everybody. You know what? Actually, when just <laughs> no when we were on. down in uh, nor ever at, will they. Uh, <laughs> at what is it? Not Doc Holidays uh, on the CD. Doc Campbell. Campbell's. Doc Campbell's. <laughs> yeah, uh, there was so like a better. bunch of hikers there. One of them, when you know, I was like talking to him and stuff. Yeah. He's like, "Wait, are you the special from the Trail Show?" And I was like, "Oh, look at that." He, he recognized your voice. Well, no, I we were all like oh, introducing you, ourselves okay, and okay. stuff like that. And he's That's like, cool. "He's like, wait, are you the special from the Trail Show?" And I'm like. Yeah, I think, and, that's, and that was that was kind of weird because I don't think yeah. I don't think that like just in sort of randomness I've had somebody. I've had people do, do that, that to me at trailheads in the front range here. They're like, yeah. "Hey, are you D'Lo?" <laughs> and I was at, like at a mountain bike trailhead. They're like, "Hey, are you D'Lo?" I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "Ah, oh, the trail show is great, man." Yeah. And then they're like, "Look at my orange hatch T-shirt." <laughs> oh, <laughs> you had to go there, no, beauty. Why did you do that? Why did you do Probably that? Probably Zinke's Why cousin. did you have to bring in Ryan Zinke and Orrin Hatch to the trail show tonight, P.O.D.? Hey, don't we have a trail tip this month? <laughs> I need a glass! Um, special, <laughs> we were hoping you might do trail tip, but we don't know if you're prepared to do trail tip. Oh, sh**. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll do a trail tip. Okay, um, what, do you, what do you have this what, month? You know what we should do is let, let's like... Uh, let's like crowdsource my what my trail tip's going to be like what do you guys think it should be about like food hmm. travel Cloud. shoes how, how to dig a gear. deep enough hole yeah, to L&T. poop in it, it yeah. should be L&T, oh, L&T? Right? yeah it should be okay. L&T and it should have to do with poop so let's talk about digging holes okay so uh, I don't know about you all but sometimes when I'm hiking I'm pretty regular in the morning yeah. can you dig yeah. a hole into and a sometimes, log sometimes uh, <laughs> what time no, no, we've been over this no special this is not someone cool. told me once that you could definitely poop it was in a log oh <laughs> yes. I poop in a log dude yeah. I totally poop in a log oh yeah. no tell no. me why we, that's we, tell we, me why that's not LNT so everybody out there when you when you find a poop in a log you just be sure to take pictures you have to cover it if it's in a log set up a at the trail show I like to 
to dig into the rotting logs that are in the ground uh-huh. because that's where I find the soil yeah. to be the softest. Tell me uh, why that's not LNT, Mr. LNT. Because you're not getting down into those microbes that are uh, breaking down your poop. Plus, it's it's not hygienic. The, all the yeah, all the disgusting. all the bugs and stuff that live in the in the wood. They're not. But I pack out the TP, man. In, in I pack poop. out the TP. Well, that's good. I take the that's TP cool. with me, and then I burn it a little. Doing bit Doing half in the a day. wrong is still half yeah. a wrong. No, no, no. <laughs> but there's right? no, I kind of feel like there's poop everywhere. White in the people. World. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> Trail show just got real. Just uh, got racist is what it so did. So wait a minute. Wait, <laughs> was I talking no, about a trail team or something? Talking about white people. It's racist now. It's racist. It You're anti-white. That's racist. You hurt my thin white skin. Oh, you did. It burns real easily in the sun. Listen, as the palest person in this room, yeah. Let me just say, yeah. What was I talking about again? I don't know. Something about digging holes. Digging holes. Oh right. How did this get cu- off the rails? Hey, I do have a question like about pooping. Okay, let's hear it. So this situation presented itself <laughs> in New Zealand several times, where the ground is so hard pack. Mm-hmm. It's not alpine. Okay. It's not alpine tundra. It's just like rocky. It's just so no. Or it wasn't clay. rocky. It was just so yeah, so hard. That there, yeah. there was no way to dig a hole. Did you have a trowel? Yes, I okay. always carry okay. a trowel. Okay. So you know, it, a lot of times when there's like really bad soil, there are tricks to being able to find this is what soils that you can actually dig into. So yeah. I've often found that the soils uh, below a tree, I tried, um, are typically a lot easier. Um, the problem there is that in. in this is in New Zealand again. The, in those situations, the trees are so rooty. Like there's just yeah. roots everywhere underneath, on top of the soil even. Could you practice well, the smear technique? Fortunately, about. <laughs> you, know, you guys are never going back to New Zealand. I but have to take it. lots of people are going to go. <laughs> yeah, and they're there right now. The smear technique, honestly, is something that people don't really advocate much anymore about. The only place that you ever hear people say like that it is even an idea is in the desert, yeah. where okay. it's going to dry out and get blasted by UV and yeah. wind so and what dust if, and be like removed relatively. But quickly. if you're not but in e- the even desert, even then, I mean, like, there's usually going to be a better way to do it. Okay, um, you know, honestly, I think that's a pretty good reason to keep a wag bag uh, in your in your possession because that's something that you can always like. If you really can't dig yeah. a hole, uh, then you can use a wag bag and, and wag go ahead it. And pack All right, it I'm going to ask what may or pack be. It further I'm going to a place ask, where you can dig a hole and I, then go ahead and. I, I've got of a it. question that may be naive. Oh, I so believe that. If animals, <laughs> if animals can poop everywhere, why can't humans? Because animals eat. Only plant content. They okay. don't eat preservatives. Animals eat only plant content. What about the carnivores? But but they're eating animals that are only eating plants. What about the plastic bags that they're all eating? I mean, so <laughs> so one of the things that I would say is medication is actually one of the things, okay. right? So like uh, anything that you eat, there's going to be breakdown stuff in it. One of the big things in like sewage treatment is they can get all the crap and stuff out. But then they still have traces of antibiotics and other other drugs and things like that that are that are still dissolved within the water. So that same kind of effect happens when we're pooping outside. The same reason why you don't want to have like your dog just leaving your dog poop out there because they've got uh, things in their diet, things that are in the food, medications that they're on. They just don't belong in the in the uh, the outside like that. So, but anyway, yeah, my, my tip was sometimes if you're, if you're like in that emergency zone in the morning where you're like, ah, it's coming, uh, go ahead. It's already out. Go ahead and poop (laughs) and then dig your hole. And then you can just use like a stick or something to push the poop into the hole. And also to scrape out your underwear. (laughs) Yeah. But, but that way, that way you can like do, you can do it without like, 
you know, because a lot of times what people do is they is they they've got that emergency poop come in. They 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 they're quivering. You know, you it's happening. Try. You wow. could transfer the poop. Hey, come on. The We've all the been hole. there. Let's yeah. let's be real. Dude, We've I don't know there. why you're referencing the morning because that's like fifty percent of my trail poos are poop now. Dig after. Yeah, yeah so that's I mean, totally like, cool. So that's that's, that's, okay. that's my tip just is move is, the poo. is if things are getting urgent, just go ahead and dig after urgent. the poop. So let's say, wait a minute. Nope. Yeah, no, time's up. Time's up. What if you're not on any medication? <laughs> when the show comes back, we've got a medical trail show. Be back. Trail show, the less gear, more bear. Where's the Budweiser? Of the giggle bears. Turns out these guys are a bunch of Sam Adams corporate sellouts. While Harry Cowry just got to call Fooey on you. Out of the one, out of two, out of three. You're right, special. Oh, man. Who I are... literally almost did to spit my beer Whoa, out. Thing. dude. Who on earth was that sober listener? That was hilarious. With that commentary. I love the Sam Adams part. Yeah. That yeah. was the brute. Oh, yeah. man. That was ridiculously and sober. That guy has been drinking a lot of coffee. That's right. Yeah. And just a reminder that this month's show is sponsored by Outward Bound. Outward Bound is a leading provider of experiential and outdoor-based education programs. Regardless of who you are, or where you come from, you have more in you than you know. At Outward Bound, we are all crew, not passengers. Oh, I like that. Yeah! That's right. Connect at nwoutwardbound.org. Would that be the Northwest Outward Bound? Yeah, and actually, Outward Bound is all, is, you know, all over the place. Yeah. But specifically, we we're going to be working with the Northwest chapter this evening, so that's why we have the Northwest. The NW. Outward Bound hooked us up in uh, Boundary Waters Canoe area. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right, so should mailbag. we do mailbag? Yeah. Did we get any mail this month? We did. Uh, so we've got this really long letter, which D'Lo is going to love. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I'll, uh, you're going to have to take a couple breaths to read it, right? I'll be back yes. in a while, guys. <laughs> okay. Okay. I am an avid listener, and you have kept me awake on many long drives, except for when D'Lo's talking. Thank you. <laughs> and in return, I want to share a through hiking secret <gasps> and tell you about a hidden trail that is a gem. Did they send along GPS coordinates? Yes, a track for out of order. That's right. I have had a 10-year tradition of backpacking in November, one of the coldest, wettest, darkest months of the year. Picking this time of year guarantees many things you and your listeners may gravitate towards. Complete solitude, epic adventures, picturesque frozen water sources, unforgettable moments of wet, cold feet, and putting gear to the ultimate test of sub-zero temperatures. These Thanksgiving hikes have had an unsaid tradition. One person finds the most remote park, the least marked trail, 
in the most unusual place, and that is where we go. Each year, the trips go deeper into the wilderness, are longer, wetter, and colder. However, we are getting older. Each year, one person plans a trip, and the other person agrees to go, remembering only the good meals and endless laughter. Last year's trip was on our 10th anniversary, and the trail and journey were noteworthy, and I highly recommend the Sunshine Coast Trail in British Columbia, Canada, specifically in November. And here's why. Numero uno. You will not see anyone. No one is crazy enough to hike in November. The conditions are too unpredictable. You'll have the trail to yourself. So if you get ill, injured, or frozen in place, no one will find you until summer when the trail thaws out. That's a bonus. Numero dos. Maybe we should take turns reading the numeros. Okay. Quien sigue? Numero dos. Take numero dos. Numero dos. (laughs) The huts. (laughs) This trail is Canada's longest hut-to-hut system. Side note, I could not find any other hut-to-hut hike in (laughs) Canada. So, okay, yeah. Uh, There are beautiful huts equipped with complex pellet stove that you need a PhD in engineering Mm. degree uh, and in engineering degree use. Um, With three different master's degrees, we figured it out on the very last night just before going to bed. El tercero. No es necesario para... Check el forecast as it will rain. El uh, 100% probability. The 10-day forecast is rain, light rain, rain, heavy rain. Not being from Canada, we will struggle with the actual difference between these types of rain. But take heart in the fact that there is a difference between rain, light rain, heavy rain. There will be snow. This is number four. Número cuatro. Número cuatro. <laughs> Vamos a tener nieve. <laughs> oh. oh. Tin hat hut es increíble hut. <laughs> y uno de los auto montañas con 360. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But maybe you should switch to English. <laughs> With 360 degree views, although we no sabe. <laughs> sabemos, sabemos. Okay, okay. <laughs> no sabemos. <laughs> uh, we would not know is what that was supposed to say. High elevation makes for early season snow, even if the rest of the trail is clear. If night hiking, the trail markers to the hut will be hidden for the last mile. We felt like we were climbing Everest, except our summit had an empty, dry hut at top. Four Guinness lovers. Someone left a spare tent at the hut with a note. Sorry, you have to use this tent. Here is a beer. What? That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Number five. There is no sunshine on this trail. Do not be fooled by its name. You'll get some amazing views due to the strategic clear cutting and roads. (laughs) I'll give the next one in Deutsch for out of order. Six. Surprise reroutes. Summon logging roads where you will have to dodge active logging trucks. Ninja skills are helpful in these situations. So you can move quickly. I suggest practicing before you leave for your hike. These detours are mostly insignificant lengths, such as a short 10 kilometers. In 2017, we had three detours. One was directly up a waterfall. By the way, she sent a video of... of both encountering and learning about and being shocked by the fact that there was a detour she didn't know about. I'll send you a clip after the show. 
¿Quién tiene siete? <laughs> Wait, I thought it was my turn. Wow, that's yeah, he my said question. Who, oh, who oh okay, okay. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were just... I thought you were jumping question. my line, man. Oh, man Number seven. Question, you can eat in your underwear if you wear underwear. Uh, the only restaurant on the trail will hold a food drop for no charge. If you arrive soaking wet, they will, have, uh, they will let you have lunch in your underwear. And the waitress on staff will put everything um, but you in the dryer for you. I guess your underwear too, right? You're wearing them while you stuff your face. Note, when you ask for your check, ask for your check. Make sure you ask for your clothes back to brave the elements. Well, I, I think that's a trail tip. I, I, could I be. think you're right. Dilo, numero ocho. El ocho. El ultimo numero. ESPN, the ocho. Ha! Free rides are offered all the time. If and when you pass a road, Everyone will offer you a ride back to your car. Hmm. Except you have no car. Where are you going to go? You're going to go nowhere. (laughs) The Canada hospitality is noteworthy. However, most people simply think there is something wrong with you for volunteering to hike. So they offer their ride in pity. Hey, ride's a ride. Who would would like to read the summary? I once had someone tell me that hitchhiking in Canada was cheating. (laughs) Because it was so easy. Oh, really? Yeah. Can- Canadians, really? they're nice. Who's got the last, the, the summer? I hope the you summer. consider this trail. We have yet to plan the 11th annual Thanksgiving hike. If you have any recommendations, feel free to let me know, as it is always a treat to see how close we can get to complete misery, suffering, freezing to death, and talking about quitting our hike. Always, Sky, a.k.a. Clemencia C. Man, that is a, that could be a, a record long letter for the trail show yeah i don't know Dilo, what do you think i think that was half the show i i think that was that was it i mean any uh, recommendations yeah. for a uh, miserable thanksgiving condition too i mean i think anywhere in the midwest and thanks yeah i have a recommendation awful. i have a recommendation so when you go on your next miserable thanksgiving hike um in the wet and dreary pacific northwest there up in you know southern british columbia um this fall take some time to write us a longer letter. <laughs> yeah, this was only a page and a half. I yeah, think you could yeah. do better. Yeah, we, yeah like seriously, longer. take your time, write it out, like double, triple the number of points you want to emphasize. Yeah, really. Some of those could have been like four We'll actually points. probably just devote an entire show to your letter. We'll, we'll do a bonus show. Yeah, we'll yeah. do a full-on bonus show, which will charge yeah. uh, five ninety nine per download. Yeah. Because um, you know, some of us yeah, that need good. the money. And uh yeah, we'll we'll do that and it'll be fantastic. And we'll just read your letter for about two, three hours. It'd be really cool. He needs the money for van life. And I mean if anybody else has been to the Sunshine Coast Trail and yeah. has, yeah, a, has actually, a longer letter, I mean let us know. Or yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in hearing from yeah. somebody who's hiked it in season. Yeah. Right. Sunny when season. When it's sunny. Yeah. On the sunshine. All right, mailbag item numero dos. Hi Trail Show. I enjoyed both Tay Araroa episodes. Thank you. It was good to hear some honest views of the trail. I have hiked for many months in New Zealand on several visits. I thought your views, including your criticisms of both the trail and New Zealand, were fair. Ouch. Thanks. Tim from the emails. Thank you, Tim. Did you write that one yourself? No, no. (laughs) Actually, this is the first time I'm reading this page. That letter came in in the last month, and uh, Tim and I corresponded a bit, but um, that was 
I guess he listened to the shows. He'd been in New Zealand. and He just, said, you guys got it right. Yeah. And, you know, we've actually talked to a lot of people who have prior and since been to New Zealand. And I think the problem is that uh, the long trail as it's laid out is not really um, an enjoyable possibility. But I think that there's a ton of really killer hiking in New Zealand. It's just you, you got to set out with a different goal. So Yeah. That's all. That's all. Go to New Zealand. You'll find out. Should we talk about our donors? Sure. Let's talk donors. about our donors. Let's talk about donors. Let's talk about donors. Who donated to the show? Talk about all right. All we got the people that give us money every, every month. month. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we have high a five. Salt and pepper. Okay. Every month we've got our VIPs. We've got Bernard Wolf. Gummy. Gummy. I saw him last got, night, actually. Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Ras Not Fast Kinder. Kinder. Hey. Uh, Craig Pisco Gully, thank you for the cerveza. What a, what a guy. guy. Hey, is there any of that Pisco left? Uh, I can't really talk about that. Oh, yeah. There is. Shit. Christmas. There Christmas. Gringo. Christmas. <laughs> I like Chris. it. That's a new Christmas. trail name. Christmas. Instead of Christmas. We haven't oh, said that before. Good. No. Seriously? Bobby Walters. The, the Bobby Walters. Bobby Walters. Bobby Walters. She had like a big, huge hike a day recently. Yeah, yeah and she's going to be coming out to do a Colorado vacation in the fall. What? Oh. Are we going to have her on the show? You never know. Bobby Walters. She's like Bobby Walters is going to be TBD. in the studio hanging she's out She's going to come us. dancing. We're going to do a four-day yes. Spend the night at Dave's house. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she's going to spend the night at Dave's house. What? She'll probably like roast us coffee in the morning or oh, something. Oh, yeah. Too. Salsa the night before with Daniel Alvarez and Felicia Hermosilla. Uh-huh. Amazing. We've got Joshua Bow Down to Jaw Bow Down. Diane Pinkers. Stein. David Vitti. Hey. Hey, Vitti. <laughs> Justin Quality. No. Hey. Quality. Quality. Jason Lurch, not Church Dean. Ain't no Lurch. Not Church. The Baptist. None oh, of that. Ingrid no. Gerard. Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel Emery. The, the board. board. Rudy from CascadeHikerPodcast.com. Rudy. Rudy. Hey. North Cascade. Oh, is it different now? Yeah, it's changed. I just never updated the sheet. Uh, Jeffrey, up? not Sessions Caldwell. No? Good. I'm glad <laughs> he's not. <laughs> he's not. Yeah. I mean, otherwise. Can we you imagine? Otherwise, no handshakes. That's right. No handshakes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly like. Hopefully, if Jeffrey. If you did, you'd have to put some hands. Hopefully, hand Jeffrey Caldwell doesn't look like a little troll like our Jeffrey like a, Sessions. Yeah. Does. He really does. How dare you? Buddy Sessions, not Sessions. Session. Buddy. Pat the Bouncer Dixon. The, the Bouncer. Back on the trail. Back on, Back on the trail. We won't stop till we get up that hill. Okay, we're done. Steven, yeah, the hustler, Russell. All about that hustle. Ammon, the brute, Bruce, who's been sending us lots of clips. Keep those promos Brutalize coming. Brutalize it. Great. Nice. Trevor, smoke it if you got it. The bowl, man. Oh, the I like that. Spark it up. Yeah, let's do it. Renee, Shira, Patrick. Hey. Shira. Wesley, the haggis addict, Greenwood. The haggis, haggis. addict. <laughs> Would you like some haggis? Yes. Kevin Chickpea Cross and Sasha Honeydew Codet, they go together. Hey now. Oh. NC, not SC. Disco. I would have thought to put Chickpeas Whitaker. and Honeydew together. Right? Oh, that's got to be an interesting flavor combination. And then we've got some new VIPs to Whoa. our Whoa. monthly donors. Whoa. 
we've got Tebow Williams, who just just want to point out for his donation. No donation is too small, people. And he wrote, I'm paying for my downloads, not for Delos Kids' Therapy and whatever the hell they charge for Froyo out in Boulder. Froyo? Is What's that Froyo? frozen yogurt? Yeah. Frozen yogurt. Oh, is that I, like dipping dots, but not I, no, dots? That, we don't have frozen yogurt here. We just uh-huh. have ice cream. And we also have Tommy the Meat Popsicle Stevens. <laughs> oh. Not frozen yogurt. <laughs> no meat popsicles tonight. I, Thank I you. don't know about that. And, and he did. It gives me serious questions. He did verify that his trail name is, in fact, Meat Popsicle. That's right. He did. All right. Uh, listen, uh, Tommy, <laughs> y- you're going to need to send in a little <laughs> recording <laughs> about why your name is the Meat popsicle um, also i yeah. did mention this donor but it involves summer sausage yeah tommy yeah. and you know you could always change it man you don't have to live by it like every trail is different tommy you know like you were the meat popsicle on the appalachian you don't have to be the meat popsicle on the colorado trail it's a choice i mean you can always like or the arizona trail you could be somebody totally different you could be the sausage just reinvent yourself the corn dog yeah Tommy, just reinvent yourself. I, uh, that's my advice to you because I think going forward in life, being known as the meat popsicle <laughs> is going to limit your options. His eyes are almost closed. <laughs> P.S. I did mention this donor, but I think Dilo was rambling. Uh, NC, not SC, Whitaker. I think that was directed at Disco. Um, and then we have our one-offs. We have Ugo Caron. Ugo. Hey, Ugo. We have Kenneth Stamps Clot. Stamping Stamps. it out. And we have Christopher the Church Pueller. Go to church. <laughs> Pray, praise Jesus. Yeah. Christopher just killed you. Ah, it's a wasp. It's a wasp. <laughs> Kill hey, it. Hey. Why did you fling it on me? Because it was in my throat. <laughs> hey. <laughs> just <laughs> tried to swallow a wasp. It's fine. Beauty, <laughs> that thing. Lung it and right. <laughs> I will deal with it afterwards. Let's yes. stop. Let's stop the show for a moment. Okay. <laughs> let's come back in, folks. Okay. We just had a little incident here on the trail show. Okay. Dilo, can you relay exactly what just happened? All right. So basically, I just um, took a sip of my beer, and in my beer was a yellow jacket, which I proceeded to swallow, and it made it not entirely down my throat, but about halfway down my throat before it stung me in my throat, Um, at which point I kind of, I don't think I really coughed it up. I did spill some beer upon myself. But I don't know if I actually coughed it up, but somehow it came back out, and it landed very close to POD, and I said... And it was still alive. Yeah, and it was still alive, and I said, oh my God, what just happened? And she said, there's a yellow jacket next to me, and POD was a little bit... She was upset, but very calm, and she smothered the yellow jacket with with our show sheet and said, I need a paper towel to kill this thing, because this yellow jacket was uh, known to everybody else in the room besides me. It had a track well, record of violence. Yeah, it was a, it we was, saw it flying I saw one earlier, but I but, thought I saw it go up into the light and like, yeah, yeah, but we also out. like yeah, that's what I thought I saw. Drink it on purpose. Dilo no, saw I didn't really drink it. Dilo, Dilo I mean, saw something in his I drink. I saw something in my like, beer. Oh, just, no biggie. Yeah. I'm just going to drink whatever <laughs> solid. So, boys and girls, this is a le- this is what happens when your eyes Teachable are moment here. Seventy percent closed because you've been drinking. <laughs> this is what hey, happens. Hey, you, you know what? I'm going to need the trail tip music. Yeah, you need trail. Oh, tip. is this yeah. a trail tip? 
If you see solid things in your beer, investigate them. Don't drink them. (laughs) Now, when Dilo says... And then throw them at P.O.D. Dilo coughed up this wasp. Take her, not me. And then he says that it landed next to me. That is not true. It landed on me. Oh, my gosh. He He coughed it out and then flung it on me. I just flung it away from me. I it doesn't it was nothing I know, personal. It, it wasn't directed. <laughs> it was like get away from me. What is this thing stinging me in my throat right now, you know? Dilo, we how many shows have we done on your back deck without nary And a we sting? have we have many wasps that nest yeah. all over my backyard. And I have never swallowed a yellow jacket. All right, we've got a conservation interview, POD. Right. Do we is it time? It is time. Okay. Are we Skyping him or is he Skyping we us? We are going to Skype him. Gosh, my throat is like it's like hurting. You, you'll get that when you get stung by a wasp <laughs> in the throat. Uh, I, um, I, you know, honestly, listeners, I'm very lucky tonight because if I were allergic to wasps, I, I might not be here right now to continue talking. Well, to we you. gave you a Benadryl, so that'll get you started. Yeah. Is that, that going to make you probably Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, it's not going to help with you staying yeah. awake, though. Oh, okay. I've taken... That's all right. <laughs> i got to go home and go to sleep anyways. i got another hour before I can... I've taken a couple Benadryls today, unfortunately, because the pollen is out the roof, and it's killing me. Okay, P.O.D., what's our plan? He's ready, so okay. are we ready to call him? Yes, we are ready to call him. We are going to be calling Mitsu from Outward Bound. He is the executive director of the Northwest Outward Bound School. All right, very good. <laughs> Calling Mitsu. Mitsu. We might even play a prank on him. We should ask him about Pepper. Let's play a prank on him. Hello, Mitsu. Hey, Mitsu, this is Disco D'Lo Out of Order Special and the Princess of Darkness from the Trail Show. How are you? I'm doing really well tonight. Thanks. How are you all doing? We are great. Well, Mitsu, we're excited to talk to you tonight about Outward Bound and the Northwest Outward Bound School in particular. And, uh, you know, mainly what we, we kind of want to talk to you about what uh, all the things that Outward Bound is doing on the forefront of trying to get lots of different groups of people involved in the out of doors. So talk to us about what you guys have been doing over at Outward Bound. Well, that, that, that's a big question. Um, maybe I should start with the, um, just stating that Outward Bound is a network of schools. Um, we are 38 schools in 33 countries, um, so wow. we're global. And then within the United States, we are actually 11 schools, um, 13 entities, but we'll just call it 11 schools um, within the United States. Amongst these six schools, uh, or 11 schools, um, six of us um, deliver wo- uh, primarily wilderness programs, um, what I think Outward Bound is most maybe well known for. Um, and then five schools primarily deliver programs within um, cities, so say like New York City Outward Bound School, um, Hurricane Island Outward Bound, Baltimore, Philadelphia, Omaha. Um, these are all schools that deliver um, programs within um, cities, the urban areas, um, but also in natural spaces within those urban areas. And then there are six schools that um, primarily um, deliver programs in the wilderness, um, North Carolina, Hurricane Island based in Maine, um, Voyager based in Minnesota, um, Colorado Outbound, Outbound California, and Northwest Outbound. So that's where we're located, I suppose. And what we do, um, I think what we're most well known for is our wilderness. So that might be five days to up as to as long as maybe eighty days expeditions in in, in maybe some of our most iconic natural places. Did you um, did you say eighty days? 
80 day courses. Those, wow. those, those wow. are a little bit long. Yeah. That's impressive. Um, yeah, right there in Colorado, I think they, Colorado Out delivers some of the longest courses, maybe 82, 83, something like that. Um, our longest courses at Northwest is 78 days. Wow. Um, and those span multiple course areas and course or activity types too. So, are there like just, are there break times during that? Like, do you do you get like a time off? Um, I wouldn't call them time off, but transitions between sections. So, um, our semester courses might transition from um, a rafting section to a mountaineering section, and you might have a uh. half a day in between to transition out. Maybe do some laundry, um, get some hot foods in you, um, and then yeah, you just you just turn your rafting gear in and pick up your backpacks and go. But I suppose most of your listeners are thru-hikers, so 80 days is probably fairly sharp to you. Well, but, I mean, most thru-hikers in 80 days are going to have several town stops. So I I actually think that the way that Outward Bound does it is a little bit more rigorous, honestly, than than what thru-hikers are used to. Oh, got it. Right. I've always wanted to be a thru-hiker, but I have not found the time to be one yet. It is a bit time-consuming. Hey, Mitsu, this is Disco, and I've got to chime in here so 26 years ago at the ripe age of 16 i took uh my first and only outward bound course at the north carolina outward bound school and i gotta say it um it was the first time i'd ever hiked on the appalachian trail it's the first time i'd ever gone 16 days without a shower uh it was a lot of first and like not to sound too corny but that those 16 days kind of changed the path that i was on and um i I guess it kind of started me on a road to ruin (laughs) as far as (laughs) as far as getting outside and and making getting outside a priority so i i have a a soft spot in my heart for outward bound i love what you guys do you you guys should totally trademark a road to ruin yeah it sounds like a fantastic new slogan that could be our new tagline outward bound challenging discovery road to ruin you're just gonna have to figure out like the right font to make it really work yes so mitsu can you tell us a little bit now that you've kind of given us a a good perspective on how outward bound serves um people globally can you talk to us about Specifically, I know in the Pacific Northwest, you guys are doing a lot, and maybe Outward Bound is doing this all over the world, but uh, you guys are doing a lot to involve a lot of underrepresented groups in the outdoors, mm-hmm. which, as we know, is really important for conservation because the more different types of groups of people that we have involved in the outdoors, the more people are going to be um, involved in protecting our public lands. Great. So that's a great question. I know that other schools do... A lot of work in getting underrepresented groups out into the into outward bound courses, but I'll speak mostly about Northwest Outward Bound because that's the school that I can um, accurately and articulately talk about. So, if we put the program types that we operate at Northwest into, let's just call it two large buckets. Um, let's call it the wilderness programs, which we, we are well known for, and then there's something called urban programs or schools-based programs, um, which we work with. Um, students within schools, school, and we work with school districts, and we take elements of Outward Bound Wilderness programs and put it into those classrooms and into after-school programs and into weekend programs so that, that it becomes more accessible to all students from um, around the Northwest. But one of the things that we recognize is that not all um, kids and adults or, um, and parents 
um, have access or opportunity to send their kids on to a 14-day or a 22-day course. It's just a lot of time. And you know, some of those kids from underrepresented groups might be um, working during the summer. They might be babysitting or they're maybe taking care of their siblings or any number of things that I know that I can't even imagine. So rather than asking individuals from underrepresented groups to change what they're doing, um, we've chosen, at least in that channel, to go into the schools, um, into their organizations, youth-serving organizations, and serve them there. Within the um, wilderness programs, what we do is we raise a lot of scholarship money. I think we raised about $700,000 last year so that we can make sure those, pe- those students who have the opportunity um, in terms of time, but not maybe the finances to pay for an outbound course, get an opportunity to go. So significant amount of um, fundraising. And with all that said, we also recognize that, you know, it's not just about creating um, creating resources in terms of money. Um, it's also about um, looking at creating opportunities through through more of an equity lens to say, what are the um, marketing channels or who are the people that we're currently not talking to um, that isn't out there in the wilderness? So we have uh, a person here at Northwest Outer Bound School. Her name is Morgan Oyster Sands who works in our student services department, and her role is to figure out how do we talk to the individuals and the families and the parents that we currently are They know that our economy exists, and they know how to come. And then lastly, I think the, the, maybe the, one of the most important things we're doing is um, we're doing a lot of DEI work, so diversity, equity, inclusion work within the organization to ask ourselves, what are, what are the what are the implicit biases that we don't currently know about, and what are the things that we need to change for ourselves? So, so that when individuals from communities that are outside of um, Outward Bound or who we currently serve can come here and feel comfortable um, and get the most learning done. So those are some of the things that we're doing. We also, uh, kind of a more on a pragmatic um, thing, we, we, we have courses for um, LGBTQ communities that is um, at least partially funded. We've got um, courses, scholarship programs for um low and under-resourced um, communities to go on Outward Bound for free. Um, so we've got scholarship programs um, or on a basic level. So I'm curious, uh, this is Junaid, uh, special. Um, wh- where does uh, some of the, the sources for that scholarship money, for some of those uh, funding sources, where, where is that coming from? Uh, it comes from a few different places. Uh, of, but with that said, most of it is very traditional. So we have sponsors. We help pay for part of those scholarships. We have foundations that are um, providing grants. And then uh, the vast majority of our um, scholarships come from individuals um, that are either Outward Bound alumni or uh, people who know about Outward Bound or people whose lives have been changed by being in the wilderness and knows that this can be really impactful. So they're writing us large checks to make sure that others have opportunities to I also always like to say that I, I think it's really forward thinking of you guys to not only try to break down the barriers that exist between underrepresented communities and the outdoors, but also taking a, an aggressive approach to making sure that those communities are also represented in your staff. Because I mm-hmm. think that's a piece that sometimes people overlook about the importance of underrepresented communities being involved in programs and then seeing themselves in those leadership roles. Um, so I think that's really great that you guys are, are working really hard to make that a priority. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I, th- I, I think you're absolutely right that you know, we have to change the way that we look, um, not, not just look, but we think and we, we, we act 
can behave um, to ensure that that it is a welcoming space for for anyone and everyone. Um, and I think also that we we as an organization and maybe even as an industry need to start questioning some of the assumptions that we have. Even even say like definition of nature. I think that is very different between communities. Or definition of wilderness may look very different between communities. Or definition of family looks really different, right? So. I think the Park Service started recently, within the last five years, to recognize that, you know, a family going picnicking in, in a park, actually, um, you know, some some families might define themselves as a family of four and six or five. And, you know, there are communities out there that would define their family as um, a larger extended family, and they need group picnic areas for 20 or 30. And I think, you know, the... Um, that the industry has now started to look at definitions or ask ask ourselves what are definitions of, of places or um, places being parks or nature or wilderness and, and maybe evolving those definitions to fit more individual or more yeah. communities. I think that's a good point. You know, one of the things that uh, we noticed a lot um, during our year on the road with Leave No Trace was that some of the times you de- you're dealing with people who don't consider themselves to be outdoors people, but they're mm-hmm. doing things that are outdoors. You know, you've got the families that all get together uh, and go to the park and, you know, they're outside, they're playing games, they're doing stuff. And we don't necessarily think about that as outdoor recreation, but it, it 100% is. And Absolutely. yeah, I think, I think changing that, that idea of, of like being an outdoors person or being into outdoor recreation, meaning like out in the wilderness and being solo and all that is a little bit overplayed. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. So can you tell us some of the projects that you guys might be working on, you know, in the next year? Any initiatives or specific things that you guys are working on? Um, I, I don't want to maybe use names, but, but the, there, is, there is an idea that I have that, um, and we, we are, to be really honest, I am working on this project, or we are working on this project, um, to say that here in the Northwest, the Native Americans were here long before um, most of the rest of us were, and you know I, I think I think we as a country, America, has done a, a great disservice to the Native Americans on um, creating reservations and um, disenfranchising them and whatnot. And one of the things that I recognize, or we recognize as an organization, um, is that we raft on the Deschutes River, which is east of. Portland, northwest of Bend, Oregon, um, and on the west side of the Chutes River, from where we put our rafts in, is um, Warms. The it's, it's all the land is war- owned by the um, Confederated Tribes of the Warm Springs. East of that is where we actually put in east of the river because we can't access the west side of the river. And it just occurred to us that you know why is it that we bring staff from or students from all over the country? Um, we have staff that are, you know, living 20 miles down the road, and we've never actually um, reached out to the Warm Springs um, and said, your individuals from this um, Confederate tribes should be some of our instructors. Why is it that we haven't pulled into the, um, to the put-in and have um, individuals from the Confederate tribes um, inviting us onto their land? Why is it that we've, uh, we, we've, we've been completely blind about about involving the people who actually lived on the land long before we did to help us have a sense of place. So we we're starting to put some grants together. Um, we're starting to put some internships together, which hasn't happened yet. So keep 
our secret. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. Nobody listens to the trail show. (laughs) Awesome. Um, My hope is that by next year, we have internship programs for um, Native Americans, not just from the Confederate tribes, but from all over the Northwest. Internships and um, instructor positions within our staff so that they are um, as much involved in delivering programs from on, on the land that they um, used to live on and can help our staff have a better sense of place and a better sense of part of the identity that, that we all have. In the hey, Mitsu, this is, <clears throat> this is uh, D-Lo, and you'll have to excuse me. I just got stung in my throat by a yellow jacket. Um, but uh, th- this is a theme that I see recurring in the High Country News, which I'm sure you're well aware of, is that mm-hmm. they just want to involve the Native peoples, the people, the Native American peoples that were here before the white peoples, before the white, the, before the immigrants that lived here before America. What is it, that? What that is? What it is today? Um, and all these and, and, and all these adventures, uh, and, and that's a recurring theme that's just kind of pushed pushed aside a little bit. So that that's that's quite interesting. I, I I've been reading the High Country News lately. I, I I'm a subscriber and I get it a little and I and I read them every two weeks that they come. And uh, this is this is a theme that I pick up on. It's, it's very interesting. And I and to to listen to you, who is involved in you know a different aspect of this. To talk about the same thing is very interesting to me. So I, I, that, that's neat that you're talking about that tonight. Yeah, that's that's great to hear um, you uh, just affirming that it, it's happening elsewhere too. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. High Country News. It, it seems that they are very, uh, very much on top of Native American issues. It seems to be mm-hmm. a prevalent theme recently in their publications that I've picked up on the past. I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's been. I, I think I've been a subscriber for a few years on and off, but it's something that I've definitely picked up on recently, like this year mm-hmm. with, with, with them. So. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Does anybody else have any questions for, um, for Mitsu while we have him on the line about um, Outward Bound? I was just actually kind of wondering as far as, you know, involving some of the, uh, the Native American groups. Uh, have you reached out to any of like the um, Conservation Corps? I know in like, uh, down in the Arizona area, there are, for instance, some uh, Native Conservation Corps. Um, so I'm just curious if you've had any any talks or, or interactions with, with any Native Conservation Groups. The Northwest Arbonne School, we, we have not. Um, maybe some of the other schools may have, um, which I, I, I don't know about if they have. Okay. Um, what we want to do is to, to start small and make, make sure that we do it right the first time and then scale it. So we see our um, work with, with the Warm Springs, um, the Confederate Tribes, to happen first, and then I'd like to see um, us replicate that, um, the Yakima on Mount Adams, eventually, and then take, take that up north into Washington and see what we can do in the San Juan Islands and also in eastern Washington. And as we scale, um, my, my, my assumption that is that we will reach out to um, any and all groups that Hey, Mitsu, you cut out a little bit there at the end, but I think we got the gist of what you were saying. Hey, uh, before we run tonight, is there anything that you want to get out there and talk about that we haven't asked you about? Um, you know, I, I don't know that there is. Um, okay. Besides, you know, 
come take a course if you like. Uh, if you're all, I, I think you're all through hikers, but um, even if you are, Outerbound is a fantastic place for um, um, doing a lot of reflection um, and learning about yourself. So um, yeah, come on an Outerbound course. And if you're a long time through hiker, you're a really great outdoors person and is interested in education, come work for us. Um, we're always looking for great people to work on our staff. And you already have homework and Pepper working for you guys, amongst other through hikers. Hey, Mitsu, what's a good website uh, people can go to if they're interested in either taking a course or becoming an instructor? Outwardbound.org. Um, that will take you to the national website, and you can access every course out there, and as well as access all the school, all the all eleven schools in the network. Um, and they all have job sites on their website. And you can use uh, coupon code the Trail Show for zero percent off any of those courses. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh man, yeah. Well, thank you, Mitsu, so much for talking to us. I, I think we're all pretty Im- impressed and um, a little more enlightened about all the things that Outward Bound is doing. Historically, I think people think about Outward Bound as just you know some camping programs and stuff. So it's great to hear that you guys are really being so thoughtful about the impact that you're having and the impact that you can have by being forward thinkers. So we really appreciate you talking to us tonight about all the things that you're doing. Great. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much, and have a fantastic evening. Thank hey, you. you. Thanks, Mitsu. Thank you. Cheers. And there he goes, ladies and gentlemen, Mitsu Awaski. Yes, and if you're not interested in becoming an instructor or you don't want to take a class, there's other opportunities to donate and to yeah. really make a difference um, in the lives of other people and in, in just us being able to conserve our public lands in general by getting more and more people involved. So think about that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The more that we can get people out there enjoying and connecting, the more that we're going to be able to protect these areas. It's a, their courses are really cool. Like I speak from experience. It was, I mean, I didn't know a thing about a thing when I was 16 years old. Then I just got thrown into a 16 day outward bound course and it, it turned why? my world upside down. Why, I'll tell you the time why of, did you go on a 16-day outward bound course when you were 16? Because it was my, that or prison. My yeah. court ordered. You know, <laughs> you're not too far from. <laughs> so my mom had been sending me to these basketball camps every summer, you know, year after year after year. And, and finally, like, she asked me, she's like, hey, what basketball camp you want to go? I was like, I don't want to go to basketball camp anymore. I want to go to wilderness camp. She was like. Really? I thought you liked basketball camp. And I was like, I'm done with basketball camp. You're like 15 years old. And she was like, well, you yeah. know, a friend's son went on some, went to some camp last year. I'll go ask her about it. So he went to Outward Bound. Mm-hmm. And like, I just thought I was going to be, you know, fishing and maybe doing a little archery and camping outside in canvas tents. And you don't do any of those things in Outward Bound. You get your ass kicked. At least I did. You know, I was a 16-year-old juvenile delinquent, and I needed some discipline. And granted, you know, Outward Bound isn't a super hardcore camp, but you will go backpacking. You will spend the night in the woods, and you will not shower for 16 days. Yeah, you know, when uh, when we were at uh, Voyager Outward Bound for uh, a little while there, um, man, the attitude around the camp was just great. Like the yeah. whole complex, people were smiling, people were having a good time. They're studying, they're working on stuff. They're out there like paddling around, learning techniques on the water, and yeah, it was a, it was a really good time. I mean, plus they hooked us up with canoes and and uh, and and allowed us to get out oh, there nice. in the boundary water. So that was pretty cool. When I was hiking the PCT um, back a couple decades ago, 
<laughs> in, a, in the last millennia. Two, two millennia ago. My cousin was an Outward Bound instructor, and up in Washington, she, was, she happened to be not far off the PCT, and she left a note on the trail and said, we're way up here, a couple miles off trail. Why don't you come up? We'll feed you. And I said, okay. And so I, I left the folks I was hiking with and hiked off trail on this climber's trail and went up. To, and it, this is in Washington near Glacier Peak. And I, I went two, three miles up off the trail. Two, three miles up. Like not. Was it up? Tra- yes, it was, it was up. up. <laughs> it was like up and out of my way. So it was that elevation. And I was like, game. oh, I'm going to meet. I'm going to hang out with the Outward Bound folks. They're so, going to feed so you, me. You did an additional 10,000 foot climb. Is that what you're saying? It was this probably. Trail, this it was story probably, does not sound true. I, I wouldn't call it, was like, let me hike three more. Extra I wouldn't miles call it 10,000. It was probably more like three. It was. It was way up. It was like 3,000 foot gain, two 3,000 foot gain, to go way up, edge of tree line, edge of tree line, and I roll into the northward, uh, the Outward Bound camp. Nobody's quite there yet, so I'm just kind of setting up. And then they all kind of roll in off the glacier because, you know, you're up in Washington. Yeah. They're all doing glacier hikes. So they all kind of roll down, and they're like, who's this guy in our camp? What, is, there's somebody in our camp. What's is that dude doing over there? My cousin's like, hey, that's my cousin. She was stoked, right? And then it's like, hey, everybody, what's happening? I came up here. What's that? Denise, how you doing? And then they fed me. And they fed me rice and beans. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I, I have to admit, Mitsu, I'm sorry if you're still listening, if you made it through this far than the Trails Your episode, that the Outward Bound crew back in 2002 fed me rice and beans after I hiked two miles off trail and gained 2,000 feet. But it was cool because I hung out with my cousin and the Outward Bound people were fun. W- w- were they nicely seasoned beans? I mean, you know, no, were they not really. Beans, it was rice was and pretty beans, like man. Beans. I was, I was, it was a big letdown. Pretty, yeah. But it was cool because she left some food on the trail and the mice ate it. But it was cool Oh, because I got to see my cousin and it's like in the family, it's kind of this thing. They're like, oh, remember when Mike hiked the PCT a couple of decades ago and he ran into Denise on the trail? It's, so it's, it, it was worth it for that reason. Do you, guys, do you guys do a yeah. dramatic retelling at the family reunions? Not really. Although <laughs> no, I, guess, not, I will say at the, at the family reunions, we do have a very intricate, heartfelt discussion about the differences between a hike a trek and a through and like a through route. And yeah. and when you're having those Stuff discussions, like is everybody have their eyes mostly closed or is it just you? <laughs> no, it's it's like everybody. Because usually when these so discussions it's a, so happen, it's a genetic trait. You know, we are an Irish Italian family. So like hey. when these discussions happen, it's usually very late at night after much heavy drinking and nobody's eyes are like completely open like yours are. Mine right are now. open. Yeah, right now. Yeah. Hey, we've got to take one more yeah, break. We do. When we come back, we're going to finish up the show, so don't go anywhere. We got to ask a hiker. Trail Show. Less gear, more beer. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. This is D-Lo from The Trail Show. And tonight on Ask a Hiker, we have four questions. Question one, D-Lo. 
You can start with the first question and end with the last question. Uh, Ooh, just like sounds funny it. for that's the hundredth that, that, time. That would be different. Dude, are, you, are you ready to do right, Ask a Hike, or I'm should sorry. I start it over? Uh, no, no, no. I've got it. Okay. Got some chips. Let's start with question number four and work our bay Ooh. back to question number one, cool. if we so choose. Because I like question f- number four the best. Dear Trail Show, I began listening to your show four or five years ago when I was preparing for my 2015 Appalachian Trail Through Hike. Ah, the golden years of premium sound effects, D'Lo's inability to finish wild, and of course, <laughs> poop stories from Squatch. Your show has truly been a part of a catalyst in my life that has taken me from living in a flatland Louisiana to through hiking the Appalachian Trail and then moving out to the beautiful city of Boulder, Colorado. Anyways, I digress. I just got home from listening to the late P-Mags speak at a thru-hiking seminar at Neptune Mountaineering, and it got me thinking, and it also got me very verklempt. I have been living in and enjoying all that Colorado wilderness has to offer, but I have yet to give back. So I was wondering, does the trail show plan on doing any podcast-sponsored trail maintenance along their newly adopted section of trail? I mean, it seems like people are on their wait list to help maintain Delo's yard, so why not take the overflow out onto the trail? If not, what are some good resources for trail maintenance opportunities in Colorado? I am planning for the CDT in 2020 and would love to be able to give something to the trail before I through hike. Thank you again for all you do. You truly inspire people to get on the trail every day. Fireball, also known as Jordan Crawford. Wow. Right on, man. Nice letter. That's Fireball. a really great letter. Yeah. wonder if he enjoys the, uh, the adult beverage, also known as Fireball. I just want to let everybody know that that email came in last night around 10.30 after Jordan went to see the late P-Mags at Neptune. Oh, cool! In, in less than a mile from where we are recording tonight. Yeah, yeah I crazy. actually went and uh, went and watched that. We got back into town just in time to be fifteen minutes late. Did you? Why didn't you stay after and have beers with those people? Because we were really tired after a lot of oh, driving, okay. so we 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 went home after that. So, I, but yeah, I I did heckle him a little bit. Good for you, as you should. Yeah, I, somebody yeah. needs to. Deloke, I can field the first part of that question. Please no, do because Be- I I don't remember the question. Beauty and I do not have plans to offer a. Trail show sponsored help us maintain our trail segment because we've actually conned some other people into helping us this year. However, we will keep it in mind for 2019. And the second part of the question is where can this guy get information uh, if he wants to do trail work in Colorado? On the CDT. Oh, does anybody want to answer that? The Texas Trail Tamers with Pat. Axel Dixon. The North Texas Back on the trail. No, but he's not in Texas. He's in Colorado. Oh, I know that, but they always come out and do a section of the CDT. Yeah, well, well, let's well, say you've got... Okay. The CDTC also usually posts yeah. their, uh, yes, their open for sure. trail work. CDTC, well. Colorado 14ers Initiative. No, but uh-huh. he wants to do it on the CDT. Yeah, you sh- he should really get on the CDTC. Well, I think it's a continentaldividetrail.org, right? I would encourage Jordan... To um, Schlansky, venture north or south, because in my humble opinion, I agree. The CDT has lots of volunteers in the great state of Colorado, 
but it has lots, but it has much less volunteers elsewhere. Whether you go north or south of our populous state of Colorado, you, you know what else uh, might be something to consider is uh, uh, POD actually did the interview on Colorado Public Radio recently about blazing. Uh, the CDT. That's right. So if you're planning on hiking in 2020, I don't know whether that might be something that they're still working on. Because they're, they're planning on trying to get it done this year, right? Yeah. Well, here's what I would say. Like Dilo said, plan on going north or south. Those are the sections that really need the most work. And if you spent some time this summer and then again next summer doing some trail work, I guarantee you that when you hike through those sections on your through hike, it's going to be so awesome. You're going to be like, this is a section that people don't come to, that was a total show before. And now it's like, it's great because I spent a week last year and a week the year before that coming out here and clearing this trail and marking it. And it will make you feel incredible for days until you run in the next section that's terrible. Dilo, question number two. Actually, it's question number three, Disco, because we're working our way back from question number yeah. four. It's crazy tonight. That's right. Yeah. Question number three is from Ted without a trail name. Ted yeah. without a trail name writes, Good afternoon, Dilo. It's the evening. I think Ted wrote this in the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> hence, hence the salutation. Oh, jeez. Good that, that makes sense. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I'm well, sorry. Uh, I can't well, laugh too much. Uh, my throat is very swollen from the ceiling. Oh, my jack. God. I swallowed early. <laughs> we are really going to just play this one for all its worth. <laughs> hey, man, have you ever gotten stung by a yellow jacket in your throat? I don't think so. <laughs> I, all right, I, here we go. When I, I see that in my drink, I stop drinking. <laughs> I, I have, but, you know, that's different. Question Please. number three, POD. Do you want to read it? No, you don't, because it's not on your show sheet. Ha! I got gotcha. you. Oh, yeah, there it is. Tricks. Okay. Uh, a number of years ago, I worked as a firefighter on the Bridger Teton National Forest. During my time in and around Grand Teton National Park, I had the pleasure of meeting Black George, a longtime volunteer at Death Canyon Trailhead. I left the Tetons in 2003 and moved to the great state of Maine, but have long wondered time and time again, as well as looked for information regarding the whereabouts and state of Black George. I have found bits and pieces here and there, but it has been quite quiet for the past few years. In my time there, Black George greeted all hikers with a smile, a root beer float of his own making, and a yee-haw! Personally, on one occasion after getting skunked fishing at Phelps Lake, my friend and I were directed to try our luck in the creek next to George's cabin. I can tell you that the ice-cold beers were found. Quickly erased the bitterness of not catching any fish. The national parks may be crowded by amazing, crowned by amazing vistas, high peaks, and awesome rivers. But volunteers such as Black George lend a quality to these great lands that cannot be overlooked. I am wondering if you or any of the good folks in the trail show have had the pleasure of meeting Black George, or if there has been a feature on your show that highlights many of the accomplishments that Black George has had. I love the show and look forward to the next installment. Perhaps there will be a small nod to Black George. Until then, get on the trail and fear not a single beer. Sincerely, Ted, without a trail name, Freeman. Okay, I've never heard of Black George, but he sounds like a hell of a guy. Me neither. And I would like to ask 
the folks that are listening tonight, if you know Black George, because I'm pretty sure that everybody who's looking at me tonight has no idea <laughs> no. who Black George is. You, you are correct. But I'm sure some of our listeners out there, because like we pirate. have many listeners all over the world, excluding the country of Cuba. That's correct. It's true. And look. Even still. Yeah, so everybody in the world outside (laughs) of Cuba, if you've heard of Black George, let us know. Because maybe, just maybe, if there are enough of you, we'll put together a bonus show. Oh, God. Question number two. All right, I'm hitting the music. Question number three or question number two, two. Because we're working our way. It's the final (laughs) countdown. Trail Show Legal says stop. Yeah, stop. We, we can only <laughs> no do three seconds, so <laughs> otherwise you have to pay royalties. Yeah, yeah. All, right. <laughs> All right. Question number two. Dearest Trail Show, on a recent Hey Duke section hike, I enjoyed again bonus show number seven, designing your own route. And it was again better than cats. Disco alluded to wanting to conquer the AZT with the ICT somehow. Or maybe I should say, instead of conquer, connect. Around 8 minutes and 20 seconds in, in case anybody wants to geek out and find that particular statement from uh, Disco. Yes. Oi. His comment got me wondering if anyone has through hiked the Great Western Trail yet. Not to be confused with the Great Western Loop. The GWT includes a variety of multi-use trails that connect Arizona with southeastern Idaho through public lands, for the most part. While it would not intersect with the ICT until northern Idaho, it might still be worthy of consideration. Thanks again for all of the great content. Sincerely, Famous Amos Prudhomme. Is that the guy that makes the cookies? Could be. I bet he's a fan of those cookies. I've met the guy who made the cookies. He did like a what? speech at my high school. Come on. Yeah. He he invented them and then he basically got stolen, I uh, think, by a corporate. Did he uh, break cookies basically. when he when he came to talk? He brought a new type of cookie that he was trying to Was it any good? It was good. It All was right. good. It was there was there a question in that? I, I didn't. Has anyone? Yeah, here I'll read oh, it. Yeah, all, yeah, yeah. I'll read it all. No, no, over that's again. okay. There was a question. It was <laughs> yeah, anybody who the Great Western Loop, <laughs> or I'm sorry, the Great, the Western, Great Western, Western, Trail. Western Trail. Not to be confused yeah. with the Great Western Loop. Has anybody hiked the GWT? So it's funny that the GWT just got mentioned <laughs> because the Noodle Heads were just asking me if we had ever featured it or suggesting we feature it, and I know about this trail. My understanding is that it's it's more geared towards horses and. People oh, and, our, oh, okay. and like off-road vehicles. Yeah, there's a lot of dirt roads yeah. that make up the GWT. But, but maybe I'm sure someone's walked it. Just maybe, probably. The trail show could branch out and expand its listenership. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just, just took the his mic, man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's on our radar, famous Amos, and it's hopefully one powers. day we'll have somebody on that's walked it. And TBD. off-road vehicle riders. All right. Question, question number, number one. one. Oh, finally. <laughs> that hurt. 
a little bit. Why? Did you get a yellow jacket in your throat? No. <laughs> no. Then you don't know pain. Then you don't know pain, boy, because I know pain Jeez. tonight. I if, have pain. If only, if it only uh, got you in the tongue. If only he was allergic. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> if only he, out of order. How dare you, man? How dare you? <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Number one. <laughs> He's going to start crying now. <laughs> I'm crying. I'm crying on the inside. Hi, Dilo. Love the show. I found you guys a month ago and have been listening almost every day, starting from show number one. I'll be a little bummed when I get caught up and can only listen once a month. I apologize for this question because it's a gear question, which should make it ineligible tisk, tisk. for Ask a Hiker. I can already hear P.O.D. saying tisk, tisk. <laughs> wow, he wrote yeah. that. Yeah, Incredible. he did. Yeah. In fact, you should probably just delete it, and P.O.D. would get mad if he didn't. Okay. Yeah, we can edit it out. But if you continue, my question is, on bonus show number one, five years ago, oh. you loved a Foster's can with ridges that your guest had. Was it a cook pot? If so, I have. Yeah. Um, it was. Have you used one? And what do you think of it? Thanks for your thoughts. And thanks again for the show. You guys have gotten me to chill out some. Except for P.O.D., who gets me really nervous when you talk. <laughs> I promise to never ask a gear question again. Mike Mathias, who doesn't really like P.O.D. too much. <laughs> <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> Does anybody remember what that? Yeah, I'm lo- I'm pulling it up right now. The Foster's oh. can? on Earth? Are you pulling yeah, it's that probably, up? Right now? Don't people what, make you got, like Google cook, documents cook pots or? out of Foster's cans because they're a little? They bigger. do, they do actually. That's, I mean, I I didn't listen to that show. Sorry. I'm cheap. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> Get <man>. out. <laughs> I mean, I've made, a long time I've ago. made I was uh, just alcohol stoves out of Foster's cans. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a there's a company that specifically they take Foster's cans and they like crimp it down with a special metalworking machine so that it has ridges. And um, I guess it makes it stronger. I, I don't know. Foster's I, has ridges. See how quickly huh. I can or can't find this. Okay. Uh, well, I, I think all of our shows are up on thetrailshow.com. And if you happen to remember that uh, bonus show number one, which was recorded five years ago, was <laughs> the episode in which you heard us discuss this can, which none of us can uh, recollect at this point in time, you could probably just go onto our website and... Um, Download bonus show number one, yeah, or you can you actually go. go to cdbaby.com and pay us the royal sum of 99 cents. That's right, Disco. How much does it cost? It's to download? a buck 99. A buck 99 because inflation has kicked in. It's people. on iTunes, also, if you're so inclined. And yes. P.S. Dilo is still rocking all that same gear. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I haven't got any new gear at all. Since like it turns out your gear doesn't wear out when you don't just use it. By rocking, you You know what wears out? I'll tell you what wears out. My uh, lightweight. Is, is it a pack? No, it's a Sierra Designs rain sheet thing. I, I thought this you were going to say you're real, real close to a gear. I got it. I got here. it from hearsay. Hearsay oh, like kicked a, me oh, his Lord. his Sierra Designs a rain sheet. He said yeah. for your bed. <laughs> it's, no, you wear it on your upper body. Delo, what's that? So poncho, yeah. And that concludes this night's. Ask a hiker questions. <laughs> All right, it's just a plastic. We should check sheet. in. We should check in with the beer. <laughs> yeah, what are and we? And also, doing? I wanted to mention that we haven't talked about this yet, but we had some coffee. Ooh. Oh yes. 
So, I drank some coffee. Yes, even out of order, drank some coffee. I had to add about six cups of sugar to it. But uh, that's um, how it's uh, done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they do it where you're from, but in Cuba, we add uh-huh. a little it's bit mostly of sugar. sugar. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, uh oh, God! I see a disaster <laughs> about to happen. Dilo's trying to Dilo's on the move. Walk oh, through God. the ports. <laughs> okay, so Two Rivers Coffee uh, out of Colorado. Uh, they're right there on like 70, I'm going to say like 75th in Wadsworth, something like that. So this is from our friend Salty. She works there and she wrote, Dear Trail Show, happy anniversary. Thanks for all the hours of entertainment. Um, and she gave us this, uh, this is coffee ethically sourced and roasted in-house at Two Rivers. And this is from Kiambu County in Kenya with notes of passion fruit, red currant, red apple, tangerine, and brown sugar. See, it already had brown sugar and out of order. You yeah. didn't have to add any. Yeah. Come on, man. What's hey. wrong with you? Um, hey. So we made up... Why, so- why are you against Cuban culture? Maybe that's why no one uh-huh. no one listens to yeah. you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Getting warm, people. That's right. Jeez. Oh, just wait. I've got, lot, I've got lots of bullets up my sleeve. Guys make me so uncomfortable when you fight. Oh my God! He did it! He did it! He knocked everything over. <laughs> Wait, I'm not done. Good Lord! Okay, I was sorry. I thought we were moving on. No. So uh, anyway, so we had some of this coffee, and it's, it was still, really good. It was really good. I definitely tasted the passion fruit in there. We also had some chocolate macaroons and some. We had a peanut butter chocolate chip cookie that none of you guys did, got to eat. Did what? Sal- did Salty <laughs> send those as well? Yes. I didn't get any peanut butter chocolate chip. Disco cookie. ate that today while he was working. Right, it was delicious. Um, I can vouch for its deliciousness. Trees. Okay. Everything was gluten free okay. and made from scratch. And she also made us uh, some oh. pumpkin pecan bars with cream cheese frosting. And also. Today is Salty's birthday. Oh, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah, fellow Taurus. Wow. So thank you so much, Salty, for... Th- oh, my oh, God. Man. Jesus. Whoa. Jesus, D'Lo. <laughs> Help that boy. Just break in the studio. Help that boy. Thank you, Salty, for thinking of us and giving us this amazing coffee and all of these treats. It was awesome. Really nice of you. Oh, not that music. Wrong. People. Yeah. Wrong. Wrong. And clearly we've been in our cups because Dilo has the microphone pointed at his crotch. So, Craig Gully, we can thank you for that and all the beer that you oh, provided yeah. tonight. Wait, wait, wait. How about we go, Craig Gully, what a guy. What a guy. What a guy. Craig Gully, what a guy. What a guy. What a guy. What a guy. Craig Gully, what a guy. Disco, why are you singing that? Special, man. Did you bring a tent steak Oh, I sure did. What a guy. I sure did. What a guy. So, uh, you know, recently I started using these little bamboo to-go cutlery uh, so that I don't have to use, like, plastic disposable, like, spoons and forks and stuff like that. Yes. So uh, then I ended up getting a five-pack of these uh, reusable stainless steel straws. See, I didn't know about this thing. Yeah, so these reusable straws are great as a straw, but as it turns out, these stainless steel straws can also be used as a tent steak. Hey, now. Yeah. What, dude? Now how? You are doubling the usage of a straw and making it a tent steak? That's you right. Need, you That's are right. going to save the world. I mean, it's pretty revolutionary. <laughs> because Let's straws be straws are going to ruin the world. You know this, don't straws you? Are... You've been part of uh, Leave No Trace Outward Bound 
Subaru driving thing. You, you know, honestly, you know, the place like where straws, I learned dude. to hate like, straws yeah, yeah. was when I lived in Hawaii because I used to find them on the beach all the Stop, time. Yeah. Dude, I yeah. hate and straws. Now this is the last straw. This is the yeah. last. This is the straw that broke Special's back. Yes, dude. <laughs> so oh yeah, you can. God, you the can camel go ahead is beaten you down. You can go ahead and get yourself some stainless steel straws. You can save the world by not using plastic straws, ah! and you can also set up your tent with them. So there you what? go, folks. Wait uh, a minute. Wait a minute. Talk to straws. us. Wait. You stop. You can't be done yet. <laughs> How do you use a stainless steel straw as a tent stake? Talk to me about the dynamics of that. How do you so get you it wanna, into the you ground? Wanna, you want to angle it at about a, uh, a 50 degree, 45 degree, somewhere in there. 47. Angle. Okay. 47. What happens if you're at 30? Yeah. Yeah. What uh, happens 30 if you're at work, 30? But that might be a little shallow. Okay. Yeah. yeah that might be a little bit too shallow. Right. 50 will work on the AT, What about 60? Yeah. On the PCT, CDT, you need to hit more. Can you hit and it's can really, you, can it's you dependent it upon like soil type, yeah. soil density. Special. Can you uh. tap it in at 60? I mean, you could, but I'm, I'm just going to say that if you do it at, se- it, it at anything greater than about a 53-degree okay. angle, it's, it, it might not stay in. All right. There it is. Keep it angled in. Not angle it too in. steep. Just not too steep, but definitely deep. And then what? Uh, well, you just <laughs> you just hammer it in there, uh, then, uh, and then it's what? It, then it's in the, in the ground. <laughs> then it's in the ground. And then what? Then what? And then you attach guy lines to it. That's right. Guy yeah! lines is absolutely the next thing, or or the loop of your tent. You know, one yeah. of the corners or something like that. Lay but, it or, on. Or us. it could be guy lines. And, grommet. And you know, maybe we should uh, let let Trail Show Nation know that. Uh, that we might we might be done. With we might be sticks. moving on. <gasps> Wait a minute. What? Yeah. What's our next gear what? of the month? Bios meal. What could it be? Guidelines. Maybe we should. <laughs> what, we want to take what a moment connects to, to a tent stake? Guidelines. We'll Guy work our way up. We're working from the we're, ground. Yes, up. that's right. Dude, yes, that's right. We bottom. need to be thorough. Okay, if we, yeah. we, we we made a dedication, Flosses. a promise, a yeah. solemn oath to the Trail Show Nation yeah. that if we were gonna do you gear know reviews. gear reviews, yeah. we were gonna be thorough. We were gonna do it from the ground up. And we, I think we've done a really good job of covering <laughs> the ground with the tent stakes. What about yeah. ground sheets? Well, we Ooh. might go that way, too. We, well, we, we haven't been. We, we need to have really a board meeting and discuss yeah. whether yeah. we want to do. Wait a minute. Whether we, we want to do, do right like now. guy lines, whether we want to do uh, little non-climbing carabiners, uh, ground sheets. Ground sheets. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, so, we'll, so like all of we'll, the board we'll members. Think I, I, think, minute, I think body, body trials is another good option because those minute, wait also wait involve the ground. All of the board members of the trials show are here tonight in studio. So there's really nothing to stop us from having a quick board meeting. <laughs> well, right. We don't, we don't want to make <laughs> any rash All of decisions, you are probably you know. bored as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll do that when your eyes are closed, Dilo. They're going to be closed really soon. I, you know, it's a short bike ride home. All right, I'm coming in for the clothes, D-Lo. Why? Wait a minute. We have Wait, to talk clothes. about for the clothes. what our next section of gear reviews. So we want to thank Craig Gully. Obviously, what a guy. your donation has been a huge success. As, as you can tell <laughs> as by you the fact hear. that we've because had to remove D-Lo's microphone. Several times. D-O-D, where's my microphone? We tried to just put a yellow jacket in his cup, but that didn't work. I know. <laughs> I know. We, we thought for sure that would just swell up his throat and we wouldn't have to hear it. But uh, That's heaven, right. We'll have to try like a different type of the hospital. And now we're seeing the latent effects of being really drunk, having to be uh, wasping and Benadryl. So that's exciting. Plus Actually, did, the Benadryl is me on top. I feel well. like the Benadryl has really made me want to continue this 
trail show episode for like a couple more hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Play the brownies. Let's make this happen. <laughs> Thanks to everyone for tuning in today. Big thanks goes to Triple O for talking to us about hey. the Fisherman's Trail. Disco, let's Check do a out. bonus show. And being in studio once again. A big shout out goes to Outward Bound and Mitsu Awaski. Thanks for coming on the show tonight. Hey, sign up for a course today at outwardbound.org. And tell them the trail show sent you. We give big thanks and praise to our beer donor tonight, Mr. Pisco Gully. Muchas gracias to all our monthly PayPal donors. Get yourself a koozie and some stickers for a $15 or more donation at thetrailshow.com. These are some pretty great koozies. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com. On Twitter at Trail Show, on the Insta and Facebook at The Trail Show, on the Stitcher app, the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, and of course on iTunes. Six years of Trail Shows have come and gone, but don't fret. We'll be back next month with more beers, trails, and nonsense. And and big thanks to uh, Mystery Dave for letting us mystery host yes, our show. That's yes. right. Yeah. Yes. Somewhere in a remote location in South Boulder. See, that's all we can plates say. And plates of that's brownies. We and we really appreciate well, uh, helping us out back. with that attempt to silence Dilo with the B. But, you know, it didn't well, quite work I, out as planned. If it wasn't for Dave, there would be no yellow jackets. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, true. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's couldn't give have done thanks and praise right there. We also want to thank Salty for the delicious coffee that we forced on Out of Order, <laughs> as well as the treats that you sent along. They were delicious. Yeah, totally. And I'm definitely going to be drinking that coffee for the next few days. Are the yes. are the beer treats from Salty? No. 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 Where are the beer no. treats from? From, uh, the, from the beer gods. Yeah, we're going to talk to those folks next month, so stay tuned. Okay, cool. So we'll let the folks next month know how my children like the beer lollipops. The lager lolly. Lolly. Yes. Lager lolly. All right, until next month, for the Princess of Darkness, D-Lo, Special 41, and Triple O, I'm Disco. Ciao. Ciao. I can't tell. Hey, I'm back, from, I'm back from Absentia. You are back That's from right. Absentia. Yeah. That's cool, man. What is that? What's Absentia like? What's that place like? Um, I bet you it's not like having a basic, yellow jacket. It's brown. basically okay. Subaru <laughs> Outback shaped. Okay. Uh, the location is somewhat you know, transient. Did you sleep in your car? Nope. You pitched a tent. There's every way night. too much t- too much stuff in that car. Yeah, yeah. Sleep in yeah. It, yeah. Pitched a tent every night. Yeah. What kind of tent? Uh, Big Agnes. Like two Big person Agnes, freestanding baby. thing. I think they call it a four person, but we okay. know we know how those things go. Yeah. yeah it was pre- it was pretty comfy. Nice, nice. That's a show. All right. Okay, Happy bye. sixth. Bye bye now. Well, you know, it's like Spanish, but mumbly. And then I realized that I had my pants on inside out. Why don't you do it? I'm Ryan Zeke. It's excellent. I'm going to have 30. <laughs> Every trail is different, Tommy. You know, like you were the meat popsicle on the Appalachian. You don't have to be the meat popsicle on the Colorado Trail. <laughs> it's Friday. I've been, it's like it's a lot of work for me to be who I am. All right, I'm here at PCT Mile 2470 with Data, and he's going to give you the, his best of PCT story. Hi, well, I'm uh, hiking along with my friend Homework, and uh, we're hiking to Stevens Pass. So anyways, we're camped out at the lake, and uh, it's a popular lake. It's Saturday, so you can imagine all the sites around the lake are pretty full, but we found one far away from anybody else. And as we're exploring our little campsite, 
homework notices a food bag hanging from a broken dead branch in the tree. So we look around. Nobody is around us. So it pulls down the food bag. Lo and behold, there's food inside and these delicious, yummy, like Girl Scout cookie, thin mint style granola bar. So he pulls one out and we share it and it's delicious. So a little while later, we're cooking our dinner on the rock and he notices there's a gal a couple hundred feet away from us on the rocks and he yells to her, hey. Real quick, I like the way this guy talks. Yeah, I do too. I don't know what you guys think, but it's, he's pretty animated. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I think he's just high on life. Is this your food bag? And she looks at him with disgust <laughs> and says, yes. <laughs> and he says, oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was just a bag of abandoned trash or abandoned food hanging. So he leaves and go, puts it away. Comes back and shouts to her one more time, hey, sorry about that, just thought it was abandoned. And she just looks at us with the meanest bitch face you can imagine, <laughs> saying, well, that's mine, and I didn't think anybody else was going to be camping here. Incidentally, that sounds like Pat Oswald, if you're familiar with the comedian. Well, that's mine. Well, we just left it at that, but we looked around... And about every campsite at this lake is full. And when we rolled in, I mean, it wasn't even dinner yet. There was still plenty of light. So I don't know what she was thinking and why she didn't hang it in her spot. (laughs) So later on the same night, (laughs) we roll up in our tent, sharing a tent. We got our food bags in between us, start to go to sleep. But there are vermin crawling all over our tent. Little mice, like, crawling up under the rain fly, over the tent. We're beating the tent, trying to fling them off. And they just keep coming back aggressively. So we're like, what do we do? We're wide awake. And homework's like, I have a plan. Let's set a trap with your cook pot, and we'll put a little Frito-Lay in the cook pot. With a stick on top of that, with a lid on top of that, so when they jump in and grab the Frito, the lid will fall on them. And then we'll shake the pot and throw them in the lake. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, as gruesome as this sounds, I mean, it was the only thing we could do to get any sleep. So, sure enough, set up the trap. Less than five minutes, we catch our first mouse. We shake the pot in unison so that we're both accountable and chuck the little poor feller into the lake so we're like well we probably that was probably the only one right well let's just set it up again just in case so we did sure enough caught another one let me tell you this incident happened five times and i'm pretty sure it would have kept happening but we kind of started to feel bad for the little guys so (laughs) we decided to just go to sleep and forget the rest and in the morning we decided to call that pot the death pot oh god so we made sure to boil some water in it for a good long time before we made our coffee and that's my best of story thank you awesome thanks dada oh my god ladies and gentlemen data of 2014 <laughs> pacific crest trail through hiker you can send all hate mail to data no. at data's email address.com that was awesome